Happy snowy Tuesday a.m. to you, Rickies. We are the Junks coming to you live on 106.7 The Fan, the Team 980 a.m. Monumental Sports Network brought to you by Crop Metcalf, the official heating and cooling company of the Junks. If you're looking to be the next five-star HVAC technician or plumber, just go to CropMetcalf.com. Do that today. I'm Cakes at Money Metal Cakes on your Twitter. Joined by Jason Bishop. Hey, what's up, boys? Hello. Happy Tuesday. Uh, short week. John Paul Flame is representing Snowy the, short week. the PLL team, which we are minority owners in, the Maryland Whip Snakes. What does that minority ownership entail? I don't other know. than I got a free sweatshirt. Uh, other than free swag <laughs> from Paul Rabel. And I appreciate it. I really don't know. I'm guessing you could get free tickets. Yeah, I'm assuming nice. when the whip snakes are in town, we just we just roll in VIP red carpet treatment. I don't know. Bickle would know better than us. We get a little free ticks if we wanted to go to those games. Hundred yeah, percent. There we go. You're gonna get a ring if they win. Oh. <laughs> very nice. All right. I'm gonna run out of fingers for all the rings we're getting from from the local teams. It's very nice. Thank mm-hmm. you to them and Eric Bickle, of course. Here as Morning. well. How are you, Ricky? I am doing well. Had to get up about 20 minutes earlier than usual to clean off the car. It was a pain in the butt. And warm it up a little bit longer. Mm-hmm. Yep. Just hate it. Hate <laughs> snow. Yeah, routine totally thrown off. I forgot my wallet. I oh. forgot my backpack because I had to shovel the driveway. I mean, did you to... deal with your driveway or did you just go out? Not, my car was on the on the street. Okay. I had to go out I mean, and get backpack it. and wallet are just super essentials. I just don't know how. Like, I usually how leave my backpack those. in the car, but mm. on a long weekend, had to use the laptop. Plus, Tilt City, I smashed my phone at the gym <laughs> on Friday. Had to get a new phone. Didn't have a phone for a day, so then I was using the laptop more. Usually, I don't use the laptop except for work. Mm-hmm. So, you- everything kind of thrown off, and then... Because I was shoveling the driveway, I don't think I grabbed my wallet. I'm going to have to check later. Yeah. I think usually I leave my wallet and keys right by the door, mm-hmm. but I just grabbed the keys to warm up the car early. Ah. I actually warmed up my wife's car, cleared the cars, did the driveway, and then I think I just, out well, of routine. You did your driveway this morning? Yes. You're mm-hmm. scraping You're scraping your driveway at 4 in the morning while your neighbors are sleeping? What are you going to do? Got to yeah. get out of the driveway. <laughs> I mean, just drive right over it. Yeah, just drive right over it. I drive right over it. I mean, I did the I driveway will... yesterday. Then I woke up. I was like, there's like, there's like four more inches on the ground. Yeah. I mean, I'm not shoveling it. I know we hadn't seen it in two years, today, right? Sure. I'll I think shovel. I heard two years since we had had even an inch of snow. 729 days. Exactly. If there's 36 inches, then I'll shovel. Anything less, I'll just drive so right over it. has to be three feet. Three feet. Full-blown feet of yeah. snow. Why yeah. would I shovel? It's just going to keep snowing. Yeah. And then it's going to melt. Yeah. So, I, I yeah, I'm, I'm out on shoveling. Well, it's not going to melt. I don't, I mean, I, we can turn to the show meteorologist. I don't think it's melting anytime <clears throat> soon. No, it's going to be really cold tomorrow. I don't think it's going to get like 40 Yeah, I think, I think it's going to be cold for like a week. Yeah. Kind of sucks. But. Side road sucked. The major toll road was fine. Um, 28 was fine. But side roads, were, they were terrible. I did take 66 in. I usually take the GW Parkway, and as I'm driving in, Waze did not tell me that the GW Parkway was closed. Oh, but I happened to listen to a radio station which has weather updates, <laughs> and it said GW Parkway is closed from the Beltway yep. to Sprout Park. Saw that this morning on the news. They were so talking about it. kept on the Beltway <laughs> all the way to 66 and just hope for the best. Yeah, that's not a bad way. Might take mm-hmm. Not a bad minutes. way, probably an extra five, ten minutes. Yeah, maybe. not a big deal. But at least it's, look, if I was on the GW Parkway, it would probably have been dicey because they've had <laughs> construction forever, and I'm sure it wouldn't be cleared like 
other main. I've basically highways. eliminated the GW Parkway from my life. That's yeah, just I'll a nightmare. I'll never go on that. That's just a nightmare. Yeah. Oh, I've pretty much. You tell it. me when yeah. it's completely yeah. done. All you tell me when it's completely done, and I'll go on it. Right. Not only is is that a nightmare. The bridge. I don't know. I should know the name. I think it's the Memorial Bridge. I'm not 100 percent sure. I draw, drove over it all the time. It, that's now a nightmare. So now I the just, American Legion Bridge. No, it's not the American Legion Bridge. Which it's bridge? The, it's the bridge in D.C. That's right. Like you, you go off the bridge and you're right near the Pentagon. Whatever bridge that is. Uh huh. I don't that, know what that one's called. Well, getting there from here yeah. is now a full blown nightmare. So I just right. punt that and I I just bite the bullet and go down M Street yeah. and hit the freaking. Oh, uh, uh, because they've been doing construction on that on that bridge. Oh, by the way, coming the way out of town Friday. Left Friday, and I don't know half mile from the station, mm-hmm. right across from the Navy Yard entrance. I don't know if any of you guys went this way. Not one, two cars up, I saw up on their sides. Yeah, like, I didn't see that. Like it was, there was a hundred police cars. Really, I've never seen a bigger police response. Yeah, there must have been and some sort of chase or something. Had to yeah. be a chase. There were a hundred police cars. I mean, Fri- cars. This was Friday. Yeah, Friday like. 10.30. Like a van, it looked like. A was on minivan and another vehicle. And the cars were pwned. I don't know how I missed I mean, that. They had to be going so fast. We had to, did you drive by the Navy Yard? Did you drive by that way? It was on when the I, way home. Yeah, when I leave. You do drive I, by the Navy I, Yard. I just I do a U-turn right here and go down No, I mean like the Navy street. Yard like installation. Like where, like, oh, no, yeah, I don't yeah, go yeah, that yeah, way. Yeah. I don't mean like where all the, the million new shops are and the Chipotle. Oh, okay, are. Like, okay. No, I don't go out that <laughs> those way. Those cars were pummeled. Yeah. And I looked at them. I was like, well, they're, they're driving know what that 80 was. miles per hour. That was wild. Well, how else was. are you going to get like all jacked know. up like that where the cars are sitting on their sides? You see, oftentimes you see cars and you just wonder, how did that happen? <laughs> how on earth did that happen? Mm-hmm. But be careful out there. Um, yeah. I know I was actually out. Not really in Jason's hood, but I guess I was out in Reston yesterday afternoon when it was really coming down, mm-hmm. and some of those roads out there were a poop show, Yeah, especially around 5 p.m., so yeah, be careful. I think this morning it's pretty good. You know, they've done a good job of treating the roads. Pretty much stopped. You sleep yeah. on how important treating the roads are. Oh, it's the when most important. When they don't important. treat the roads, that's like we had that debacle two years ago, Yeah, where the city just came to a standstill and people yeah. were stuck for 24 hours. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you got to be able to treat the roads. When they treat the roads... <laughs> Drive over a little bit. It's, it's not too bad. Yeah, I agree. Just be careful. And no, no most, sense. most, if not all, the schools are closed today. I'm sure a lot of people are just not even going into work. Yeah, I I think my daughter's school at Holy Cross. My daughter was telling me. I think they're closed now. But since the old COVID debacle, mm-hmm. uh, there's a lot of like Zoom class when oh. they cancel. Oh, they just hurts. do some Zoom work or yeah. whatever. So they, they screwed kids. <laughs> they got screwed like tri- triple. That. Yeah, but a lot of the times the kids like don't even turn their camera on for the Zoom. Yeah, no, it's, I know. It's an absolute And I think farce. it's a lot less involved, but yeah. there is some Zoom work mm. or assignments. Right. It's I don't just kind of opened up a whole new world. Yeah. Montgomery County was late. They, they were. were. They could have the pulled the plug at 5 p.m. Yeah. You knew it was going to be a day off. Yeah. And I kept waiting for it. And. Finally, around 8 o'clock, maybe, we heard that they were canceling, which you knew they were going to cancel. Loudon came down early. I didn't even listen. Yeah, Loudon was like, they canceled. Loudon, like, at 5 o'clock, I said, you know what? We're it's finished. Well, they didn't cancel, but they, they pulled the plug last week because of rain. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Sent absurd. the kids back early at 1230 or whatever it was last week. Right. Matt and Matt, pain in the butt this morning for you boys, I'm guessing. 
Just got to leave a little bit early, but yeah. it was fine. I mean, yeah. 66 was fine. They do a great job. And when you get traffic on the roads, it just, like the roads sweat. I guess it's the heat from the yeah. tires or whatever mm-hmm. it is. Mm-hmm. It's not it's bad. Clean up, cleaning the car off around 3.30. Right. So yeah, fine. I was up at 4. But, I, but uh, I will say it's not as bad if you do it continuously the day before. Mm-hmm. Like the night before, you go out, clean it, and then mm-hmm. it's not as bad if you clean did it. Did a little clean pre-cleaning? Yeah, pre-clean. A little pre-cleaning. I, I guess I pre-cleaned because no, I, I was out. That. Used the broom when I was out in resting. I did that, and I did the driveway. It was frustrating because I did it. Um, I drove Dylan to his mom's, I don't know, around 8 o'clock last night. And then it came back, and it was already more. <laughs> I see because I don't pay attention like Jason. I just yeah. assumed it was going to snow it, an inch. It, it, it snowed about me. five inches. It tilts me that you guys got garages. I would covet a garage, <laughs> and you guys don't even use them. Never. I use mine. Can't fit anything this is, in there. This is when – this is – the whole purpose Prime of having for it. This is the mine. whole purpose of it, having a garage correct. is to keep the car yeah. in there yep. for days like today. Right. I'll, I'll be honest. I hit balls in there. <laughs> we we had Silly. one car in the garage up until I took that golf net of yours. So right. I got to get rid of that damn thing. I never you use know it. What? Give it to me because I'll put it it's in the backyard huge. too. Like to I could barely right. fit a golf cart in my garage. <laughs> I can't believe I can't believe you guys. I was thinking about you. Hey, all, it's not me. It's I, my wife. I was thinking about you guys all morning while I'm uh, outside with a broom <laughs> at the top of my car, going, "God, I wish I had a garage." <laughs> right. I could definitely get one in. To get two would be a stretch because I have lawnmowers. I don't have a shed, so I have lawnmower, <laughs> weed whacker. I have all Don't that stuff one. on one side, and the other side, of mine. I got <laughs> trash cans and J- recycle JP, cans. You're, you're the one that's you, you surprise me the most since you're the I know the, the declutterer. Should of the have group. at least one. I'm telling you, the golf net takes up one side. That net, which I think a listener <laughs> gave you via BitSeason, yeah, I was on our BitSeason Amazon list. It's huge. Well, you need it for shankers. <laughs> <laughs> it's Trust almost me. like a soccer goal in there. Yeah, bring it in. I'll take it. Because sure. I'll use it temporarily to put up in my backyard when it, in the summer. Or why don't you come over and pick I, it up? You know up? what? I got a storm. T- put it apart. Fi- finally, makes me feel like I'm getting my money's worth for parking in in the building. Mm-hmm. Today was val. Today was validation. Oh, you felt like you've been making a bad investment no, the other day. No, no, no. It's it's, it's been fine. But yeah. now now that I don't have to walk, you feel the, extra. Special. I don't have to walk the yeah. Baghdad I, quarter mile. Yeah. In this in this four inches of snow. Quarter of a mile. <laughs> Whatever it is. It's a block. <laughs> it's a tenth of a mile. Oh, I don't know. It's a couple blocks. <laughs> It's, it's, a it's a 30th of a mile. Of a mile. It's, a it's, it's a mile. And it's thinks he's trekking through Valley Forge. It's a pain in the ass. You guys talk about like it's a tenth of a mile. It's no a chance. block. There's no chance There's, it's a tenth of a mile. Hey, Cakes, That's you not dri- a tenth of a mile. Cakes, There's you no drive way your, it's a quarter of a mile. Did you drive There's your no wussy chance. car in this morning? No, I actually drove one of the Jeeps in today. Today's Jeep weather. If that's a tenth of a mile, I can run a mile under four minutes. I mean, are you trying to tell me from the valet spot to the front door here at 1015 Half Street is not even one tenth of a mile? Yes. I, I'm calling shenanigans. It's I don't definitely know. Definitely more than that. I don't know. I don't, I'm not It'd good at that close, kind of thing. But I would bet the it's under. It's a long walk, Cakes. I've, it's I can say that a long walk. It's, in the cold, it's, it's in not, the rain. It's not one sixteenth of a mile like these guys are trying yeah. to make it out. <laughs> I'm telling you, it's not. <laughs> it's a pain. I'll let you measure it. You know what? I'll, you know what I'll do? I'll go to Google. And I'll put it in maps. I right. will see how, how far it is. Oh my God! No one cares. <laughs> I, yeah, no one cares. I, you know what is stunning though? I was thinking about it this morning as I took my little U-turn and got in here, and you know, the, you do you do lose sight of how close we are to the Capitol and everything. And when we first came here, you could see the Capitol. Yeah. McDonald's yeah. was there. We parked in that parking lot, <laughs> Caddy Corner, where there's just a huge high rise now. Yeah, I mean, it's just 
It is amazing. I can't believe how built up it how is. How built up this area has been in the last 10 years. How long have we been in this building now? Too have we, long. Have we been in this seven building? years. We've only been here seven years. In seven years, the amount of construction here mm-hmm. is quite stunning. I can't I believe I, I just want to know how much the people who own that franchise and McDonald's got paid for that piece of land. They had to get a lot. <laughs> for that place to get bulldozed. Meanwhile, right. if we went oh. back to Fairfax, it'd probably look exactly the same. Oh, yeah. Or Lanham. <laughs> Lanham, I guarantee you, looks... It's Lanham pro- actually changed, because I remember driving through there. They just built up some nice neighborhoods yeah. around there. Not nice, like where Jason Nice lived. is a relative term. No, no, there are some nice neighborhoods right around there. I just remember leaving Lanham was the scariest left turn on planet Earth. Like you had, Remind me, where were we? You just had to come out. Where? You ba- like leaving the, leaving the Boulevard? parking lot? No, no. Oh. Leaving to get towards like 495. Yeah, yeah. You had so, to cross like nine ML- lanes of traffic. <laughs> no. Was that, MLK, was that MLK Boulevard? You. I thought it was Forbes. I think maybe it's you're Forbes. Right. Well, whatever it is. It was, that was not a big deal. I think it was Emmanuel Forbes Boulevard. <laughs> I never remember yeah, that being treacherous. You. Go back today and take a left turn on it. Tell me how easy it is. <laughs> I think sometimes maybe I would take a right and go to the light and then do a U-turn. Yeah. Possibly. See, you know what? That's the wimpy way to do it. I would I would risk my life and make a left turn. <laughs> well, maybe that's why. And American I would, I hero. Head, I would just be doing this. <laughs> I don't this. remember. Do you remember uh, it being I'm, treacherous? Not really. I can't remember. But Cakes lives in fear. Yeah, it keeps me frosty. It keeps me alert. Right. Speaking of fear, I definitely had the Monday scaries last night. Couldn't sleep. Oh, Tough did. sleep. Tough sleep. Well, I, I could say this. I didn't watch one. I'm glad I didn't. I didn't watch one play of the Eagles game. Oh, you Why? Did. You were already in bed? <laughs> I was just beat. I was tired. I stayed you're up done. late Saturday night. You know what? You didn't miss anything. Unless I you're watched a big I watched game. The, I will say this. I watched every play, every single play of every other game. Right. Sirianni but, might get fired. I know, that I, team I was, looks broken. I was reading the Philadelphia Inquirer, and crazy. they're saying, yeah, it doesn't look good. The biggest crazy. thing is they can't tackle. They, oh, were, they, they missed 10 they tackles. Went, they went from they a, were so bad at tackling they went last from night. A, they went from a – I wouldn't call them a great team in the first two months, but they went from a very good team to a horrific team. Yeah, not pretty. Within – like they flipped the script. They're the – I believe they're the second team ever in the history of the league – to start off 10 and 1 and mm-hmm. not reach 12 wins. Second team ever. Pretty gross. And they went over on third and fourth downs. That hadn't happened in a playoff game since we were seniors in high school. Right. Think about Silly. that. Who else was the other team that started out 10 and 1 didn't get to 12? I want to say remember? it was the Jets. Uh, Jets. Like in our lifetime or like Yeah, way I before? think it was the Jets. One of the, I can't remember what year. Mm. But I mean, they did some horrific things especially offensively. Coming year. up on the show today, guest-wise, we have Ben Valin. We will talk NFL and Bill Belichick with him. Bill Belichick on the interview circuit as we speak. <laughs> and we'll talk hockey with Craig Lachlan coming up at 940. But when we come back, we'll dive into all of the NFL playoff action right here on The Fan. Forgot to mention that Michael Phillips will also join us on the show today. He's the host of MP on the Mic from 10 a.m. until noon. On 910, the fan in Richmond, Virginia, covers the Commanders for the Washington Times. We'll talk Commanders with him coming up at 9 a.m. Mm-hmm. But time now for the Junk Sports page brought to you by Offenbachers. You can visit them in Annapolis, Rockville, or Herndon for a huge selection of outdoor furniture, fire pits, hot tubs, and swim spas as well. Love Offenbachers. Well, the sports page is going to be all recapping the playoffs. That is fine. That works. Um... All right, well, just start giving me your thoughts. Obviously, uh, C.J. Stroud was awesome on on Saturday night. Or and Saturday, the Flacco Saturday fairy after, tale came to an end. Saturday afternoon, anyway. Um, yeah, 
Yeah, he was. It was two-pronged because, yes, Stroud was very good and efficient Mm -hmm. and threw touchdown passes. Look, the number one thing about C.J. Stroud this season, he takes care of the football. Yeah, not turn the ball over. I think he had five interceptions. That's all. He had touchdown passes in this game. But Flacco throws a couple pick sixes. That changes the game. Yeah. And I think Stroud's QB rating, was it perfect? Yeah. Just 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 a shade under perfect. Uh, Yeah. I think purpose one fifty eight point three. Oh, okay, yeah, he was one fifty seven point two. Yeah, but mm. Stroud, of you'll take that. And Love had almost identical statistics. Yeah, yeah. And we'll get into Jordan Love later, but it's crazy. I think Loud, Love maybe had a one of those guys. I thought did have a perfect. QBR. I felt real. I did feel bad for the for Joe Flacco when they kept I, showing I felt him bad for him on too. the sidelines. I just I just felt terrible for him. I felt bad. Yeah, I, I thought so he well. was going to get the two touchdown passes. Obviously, he was wrong on that. But the blowout. I mean. Five of the six home teams slash division winners won. Well, to the Texans game, this is the script that Commanders fans want. They hired a coach. Now, they mowed through some coaches, but they got the right one with D'Amico Ryans, and with the number two pick, they, they hit on the quarterback. It. They smashed it. Yep. They hit on a quarterback. It's not, yep. it's not always easy to do it. They've done it. Now, you know? they also luck box into it because the Panthers were stupid and took – now, I'm not going to punt Bryce Young after one year, but it seems like the Texans made the right pick and the Carolina Panthers did not. Mm-hmm. So they were yeah. lucky in the sense that the the Panthers didn't scout Stroud to be the, the number one pick, or they did and Tepper overruled it, and he really wanted Bryce Wasn't Young that the instead. word on the street was that, that was the Frank word. Reich really did yes. like Stroud? I'll never forget yeah. that video when Stroud left their building. It went viral, and he mm-hmm. was, like, high-fiving everybody, and they seemed like they loved him. Yep. And Nick, then I was kind of surprised that they went young. Nico Collins has just become a beast. He's a stud. I mean, he's really good. Has hands, good speed. Singletary has been a good pickup for them. Wait wait yeah. till Dank, Tank Dell comes back, too, from the broken leg. And I mean, then Tank Dell. That guy was crushing it as a rookie. Yep. Until he got hurt. But now it gets real because they're going on the road to play, uh, you know, the best defense in the, in the NFL. Yeah. Uh, what are they calling for? I, I haven't paid attention to the weather for next weekend. I thought Friday I saw a chance of snow, but I don't know about Saturday because that's going to be the Saturday Where is the game? first game. Baltimore. Baltimore. Hmm. It's supposed, supposed to, be, to be some bad weather, right? Uh, no, it's apparently <laughs> it's not going to be wet, but it will be t- about 25 degrees and wind gusts up, up to 27 miles per hour. Yeah, it's going to be ugly. It'll be a, a cold, windy game. Valdez I don't is think the there's wind any, expert. Remember. I don't think there's any precipitation on Saturday. I think Friday they were calling for some, but maybe not Saturday. Yeah. But, yeah, yeah great story right. for a team that could have very well had the top pick in the draft, had the second pick in the draft, and they've turned it around to go 10-7 and seven in the regular season. They almost mm. didn't get into the playoffs because Gardner Minshew throws a bad pass, but it does hit his running back's hands. If he catches that ball, there's a good chance they score a touchdown and the Texans are out. Yep. But that's how close the league is sometimes. Things happen for a reason, I guess. Colts could have been in. Texans get in, and they get a dub. Um, second game, Dolphins-Chiefs. Home game, by the way. The Texans had it at home. Yeah. Five of the six home teams won. Yeah, that's what I said. Yeah, five, of said the, five of the six division winners won. Yeah, only one wild card won. That was the Packers. But Chiefs-Dolphins, this did not surprise me at all. I, I could just tell, and this was just my perception, the Dolphins players were just very uncomfortable. You, they, you could tell they were just – they didn't know how to handle the cold. They, they barely could run. And the Chiefs, they also Chiefs just looked – the field at all. The Chiefs just looked more used to it, and they mm-hmm. looked faster. 
and more a little bit more comfortable. Not that they were comfortable in 30 below. He gets very uncomfortable but on the air. Dolphins didn't look good at all on either end. Um, besides the jump ball to Tyreek, who scored, um, you know, the Chiefs were just much better on both sides of the ball. And in a season where <laughs> the wideout spot has been a problem for the Chiefs, Rasheed Rice has emerged yeah, as yeah. as the top target outside mm-hmm. of Travis Kelsey, who t- took a little step back this season. Well, he's dropping a ton of balls. So he had the third most. Rasheed Rice is the, yeah. he's like the one the outside of Kelsey. He's the one dependable option that Mahomes can throw to. Mm-hmm. I mean, it just offense. looked miserable. It was just stunning to watch. Just that. looked miserable. I mean, obviously, we know about all the injuries that the Dolphins had. On the defense, but just offensively, to just see them have no shot. This is a team that scored seventy points this year. Mm-hmm. It was it was wild to watch. I mean, after about watching about a quarter of it, you're like, you know what? They're not going to do anything. Chiefs defense yeah. is legit. Then they finish number two this year. Yeah, they're good. They're really good. Pressure the quarterback a lot. Yeah. And the storyline for the Dolphins all year was when they play good teams, they lose. Yeah. So beat up on the bad teams. They lost against all the good teams. I found it interesting that some people are saying that they should move on from Tua. He was an MVP candidate like six weeks ago. Yeah. Well, look, Miami just they complained themselves because if they beat Buffalo in Week 18, which was a home game, Mm -hmm. they're not playing in 30 below. Right. They're playing at home, and they're much different. They're playing in 70 degree weather. Yeah. I mean, they they they're a much different team in in those sort of elements. I know. I know that my guy Joe P is a huge Dolphins guy. He was just crestfallen about all the injuries that they had to deal with. I mean, he didn't. You know, they had like three guys starting that basically just signed that on the defensive side. yeah. Yeah. I, I just I, what jumped out at me was how tough it was for those guys to. I mean, Jalen Ramsey just didn't look like himself. He just looked like he was just miserable and wanted to get off the field. Hmm. Um, and of course, you had the crazy, stupid Chiefs fans with no shirts on. Yeah. I mean, what are <laughs> so they you doing? Could call that from a mile away. Yep. Knew that was going to happen at some point. Um, all right, so obviously the biggest shock to me, anyway. I know Cakes picked the Packers money line. Nice job. Thank you. Uh, but to roll up almost 50 against the Cowboys, you know, this is, I did not expect this. I didn't think it was going to be a blowout from the Cowboys' standpoint, but I didn't think they would look this bad, especially in the first half. Well, they had won 16 straight at home. That's the stunning thing. Mm-hmm. And now what do they do? They finished 12-5 and five seemingly every season under Mike McCarthy, Yep, at least the last two seasons. They don't have playoff success. Dak doesn't have playoff success. He's going he's gonna to have a contract situation coming up. Mm-hmm. Do they move on from Dak? The problem with moving on from guys like Dak or moving on from Mike McCarthy is, are you going to get better? Right. But Dan Quinn certainly didn't do himself no one looked a good. service. No right. one looked he's good. He's supposed to be a candidate for all these head coaching jobs. You know what? Props to, to Matt LaFleur because he and his staff completely outcoached McCarthy and Quinn and that staff. Yes. All the pre-snap motion bringing that tight end from the left to the right specifically to block Micah, and then they would run at Micah, and Aaron Jones had a bomb day. I mean, He's they, had four straight. They, I yeah. think four straight games where he's been really, good. When he's really healthy, good. he's really good. But look, the story for the Packers is they went from Brett Favre to Aaron Rodgers, and now they've got a stud in Jordan it's Love. It's patently unfair. It's ridiculous. It's, I mean, it just they're just touched by God when it comes to uh, picking quarterbacks. And there was a stretch in the middle yeah. of the season where Jordan Love didn't look like the guy. He started off hot. I think he had six touchdowns in the first couple games, no picks. Mm-hmm. Then he had some problems. But he's been as good as anybody the second half of the season and was super efficient, obviously, in that game. Again, his number is almost identical to C.J. Stroud. 
I mean, but the Cowboys. Imagine if you have, really and the bad. Commanders are going to have a chance. But imagine if you have a young quarterback like that, whether it's Jordan Love or C.J. Stroud, you know you've got a chance to compete right. for championships for the next 10, 15 years. It alters years. the landscape of your entire franchise. But if, you, you know, you hit again, on that guy, Love was given time. If you had played him the moment he was drafted. I would argue would not have the success. He okay, didn't look, well, C.J. Stroud didn't look, wasn't given time. Stroud was, has been lucky. He's been able to handle it. Love, to me, was has developed. made, developed, and, and really has made strides. And I would also say, like, you know, everybody, like, pooping on Dak, pooping on Tua, um, you know, Baker Mayfield looks, you know, they got him off the scrap heap. It's the hardest job in the world. And these guys, sometimes they're they're hot, sometimes they're not. But it doesn't mean they suck. No. Yeah, I think the problem with but, Tua and I think less so Dak. I mean, Dak was – Tua was an MVP candidate. Dak was really an MVP candidate until the last couple Dak of weeks. Dak has moments where he He led amazing. the league in touchdowns. Yeah. He limited the interceptions. The problem is he has a winning record in September, right. in October, in November, in December. January. Losing record in January. And it's just – He's two and five it's, in the playoffs, and well, it's hard it's, to also not throw interceptions when you throw sixty times. You know, but he threw sixty yeah, but times because they, they fell they behind partly because I of know. his pick six. I know they gave up fifty. I get it. I mean, he was bad. Points. He was. He bad. admitted it. He sucked. I agree. The, the, those numbers. Oh, I, I don't even pay yards, attention. That's so <laughs> yeah. artificial. Are you guys ready to jump on my bandwagon about Mike McCarthy? Are you guys ready to join? To join the bandwagon, know, is it his fault that they gave up forty-eight? About a big giant student. Well, I, I would blame. I don't. You can't blame just one guy or one player or one coach. The entire staff pl- plus the team were unprepared for that game. This wasn't a good business to be in. But on Sunday, I did the inside the betting line show from mm-hmm. uh, MGM National Harbor, and somehow I got into the business of defending Mike McCarthy. <laughs> you know that if you looked at his winning percentage, mm-hmm. it's better. Than Harbaugh's in Baltimore. If you look at his resume, he has one Super Bowl just like Harbaugh in Baltimore. If you look at the playoff record, I believe Harbaugh is one win better would you rather than co- Mike McCarthy. Who would you rather have coached All I'm team? saying is the perception is one's a complete buffoon and stooge, yeah. and one is a big silly with the Ravens. They win all right. the time, but their records are almost identical. Well, I know who I'd rather have coaching my team. Well, look, there's, it's, it's there's, not the guy there's just a ton of pressure on McCarthy and Dak every single year because they are the Cowboys, mm-hmm. right? And they're talking about Dak's next contract. I understand it's hard to just let a guy go. You can't just let a guy go like Dak because Dude, the, chance, the, chances, the chances of you getting better at that position are very slim. But then if you think about it, do you really want to make Dak Prescott the richest quarterback in the NFL? Well, you can't do that. When he's t- well, that's what he's up for. And that's yeah, what he's but you be. can't make him the number one guy. I know his I, contract I, is up, but, but that's you what I'm can saying. Because he, he's got, in, that's what he's going to want. In a month after you make him the richest guy, that'll be another. I know. Next I understand that. I understand that's how what it happens. Works, yeah, but um, but do you hire but, Bill Belichick if you're the Cowboys? That's that's probably the number one question. I, I I saw all of that discipline. I don't know. I don't know. I think they were penalized I would a not. lot. I would think that their defense would be more prepared for that game if Belichick's there, and that's and I like Dan Quinn, but they were unprepared. I was watching really bad some of the analysts yesterday on TV, and they were breaking down kind of the X's and O's. Mm-hmm. And they said, for example, on one of the interceptions that the Packers had, they that they just knew what was coming. They said that the Cowboys, yeah, I think it was um, Shannon Sharp who said this. Mm-hmm. He said when he played under Mike Shanahan, 
with the Broncos. Every six weeks or so, they would break their tendencies because teams pick up on what you're doing. He said, well, the Cowboys run triple slants with one wide receiver out all the time, and Mm -hmm. they never throw to Brandon Cooks. They always throw to CeeDee Lamb there, Mm -hmm. and the Packers jump the route. Mm -hmm. They knew it was coming just by the setup. Well, so that does go the, to the coach first. Again. The first pick, C.D. Lamb was open. He had one-on-one coverage. He was open, and what did Dak do? He threw to the guy underneath. I can't remember what what receiver that was, but then you know it was a bad throw. The guy made the diving. It was a great interception, but it was a bad throw. It was a bad decision because C.D. Lamb was open. The scary part play. about the Packers on the other side is they found their quarterback and. Their skilled players, the wideouts, they're all young. They're all like first or second year guys. Mm-hmm. Like they went into Dallas and nearly hung 50. And Jaden Reed, who's probably their most explosive receiver at this point, he had like three targets and no catches. Yeah. He I mean, did they nothing. Were, they were like just, Romeo Dobbs had a huge game. Uh, Dontavian Wicks really is good. a young guy who, who flashed toward the end of the season. He caught a touchdown. Like that's, that team's going to be tough. But just watching the. Uh... I can't remember the get up on ESPN on on uh, Monday morning, and they were asking Rex Ryan what his thoughts were. Mm-hmm. He wouldn't blame Dak Prescott at all. He said it was all on the defense, and he made one comment. He goes, "Dak," because Dan Orlovsky was saying Dak just had a, his worst game of the year. Uh, he said, "Overlooked those 403 passing yards. That didn't mean anything." Because he made such bad decisions in the first half, and Dan was trying to tell him all the bad decisions he was making. And Rex Ryan's was saying, "Well, he was pressing because they were down fourteen nothing early. Well, they were down fourteen nothing early, Rex, dumb right. dumb, because you threw basically a pick six. Was, right? Was that as yeah. bad as Greg Olson fawning all over Mike McCarthy, saying, well, like, people just be <laughs> bending over backwards to hire Mike McCarthy?' And I was like, what? Yeah, well, <laughs> I was on. I think he's stilts. right. If they fired Mike McCarthy, I think he would be rehired pretty quickly. <laughs> I mean, what, what do my postal say? <laughs> It, it, I mean, if, his record speaks for itself. If Dak doesn't throw two back-breaking interceptions, the score is thirteen nothing at halftime. So you can blame the Cowboys' defense. Yeah, no, the defense was bad, them. but Dak was bad. He was really bad. Right, Both, but I wouldn't look, just say, "Oh, well, Dak's incapable of winning in the playoffs." It's just been—I would say—he's been snake bitten. You know, it's, it's been unfortunate. Well, he's but, he's played poorly. Yeah, yeah. But I don't think it's like it's he's not got bad some, luck. I don't think. Yeah, but I don't think it's like oh, he's got a fatal flaw. He can't win in Maybe the playoffs. Maybe he doesn't have the clutch playoff gene. I don't buy that. Doesn't have it. Yeah. Well, I don't think yeah. he's going anywhere, and I think they'll end up eventually resigning him. McCarthy, different story. But um, look, it's one thing if you lose in, in the NFC Championship, but you're losing in the wild card at home when you were 16 and 0 basically at home last two years. That yeah, was a tough matchup. They played a good team. They did. Tough played matchup. Well. Yeah. What What's worse? I put this up as the junkies poll of the day brought to you by Van Meter Homes. What's worse, being a Commanders fan, disappointing regular seasons, but you don't have the heartbreak that Cowboys fans have all I'd the much time. Rather go to they haven't been to a championship game in almost as long as the Commanders. I'd much I think rather, it's separated by four years. Much rather win in the regular season and then get heartbroken. But you don't have the playoff gut punch that they have constantly. Yeah, but they have a sweat. Every you know, I every agree with you. Or whatever, Personally, we'll I would rather be there. Time. The polls almost fifty fifty. Uh, people mm. are just hating on the, the, the Cowboys. <laughs> no, because if you're a Cowboys fan, it stinks. It's way better. Trust me, it's way better to win and get to the playoffs. And get to the playoffs, yeah. and then have heartbreak. Yeah, way better. Well, look, the heartbreak is much bigger. Yeah, but you'd rather be watching these games Dude, in the postseason. I had yeah. heartbreak 
for like 14 weeks. Yeah. Like you have a little hope for about three or four, and then it's 14 weeks of heartbreak. Yeah, but you have one week of heartbreak. Your hope's kind of beaten out of you. You don't have great expectations. They think they're going to win a Super Bowl every year. Wow, they're, uh, wow. uh, they're capable. Disillusioned. Let's see. Yeah, I saw some get up. Orlovsky, he said they should get rid of Dak. They should get rid of Mike McCarthy and, and Dan, Dan Quinn. Quinn. He said, yeah. you're going to be stuck here. And he said, there's a good chance you don't find something better mm-hmm. at head coach. There's a good chance you don't find something better at quarterback. He's like, but you have to try something different. Yeah, it's hard. It's hard to get rid of Dak. I get it. I can't. He's been really bad in the playoffs, but he gets you there. If your goal is just to win 11, 12 games and sometimes win the division um, and get to the playoffs, well, Dak's your guy. But do you feel like Dak's your guy going forward after the way he's played the last five, six years in the playoffs? I don't know. That's the big big question for Jerry Jones. Coming up next, we'll get into a Twitter beef between a 106.7 The Fan station mate and a former commander's head coach next on The Fan. So tempers were flaring on Twitter last night. Yeah, there's a shock. <laughs> so Jay Gruden, who appears on the station with Grant and Danny, mm-hmm. um, former Washington head coach, he tweeted eight hours ago, at coach underscore Jay Gruden. If I ever put a QB through what Philly is putting Jalen through, I apologize. Hmm. Pick up a blitz. It got a lot of traction. Had 464 responses, 11,000 likes, 2.3K retweets, including a retweet from Robert Griffin III, who was doing a bit. Who That, that guy loves him some ADs. Hmm. Like he is the big, he's one of the biggest AD hounds on the planet. Oh, he yeah. retweeted it like with a picture of him, like, like, Raising his eyebrows. Like, really? Like, looking through his glasses. <laughs> did he do a skit with his wife? Like, no, no, he did, he did. Like, no, I know. I saw it. <laughs> yeah. So then Brian Mitchell, who has a show here with J.P. Finley, follows us every, every Monday through Friday. Mm-hmm. Potential Hall of Famer. Probably should already be a Hall of Famer. Responded, are you serious? Five question marks. Dude, please just effing disappear. Jeez. So, so he responds so to Jay Gruden. By the way, this is not a new thing. Those guys have been saying, going back and forth for a while, I think. Had to, because there's no way yeah. B. Mitch would react that way. No, no. He wouldn't tell him to effing disappear. Right. So then Jay Gruden. Unless there was a history of it. <laughs> Jay Gruden responds. By the way, this is seven hours ago. So this is like at midnight, mm. approximately. Mm-hmm. His response was, I'm reading this word for word. I are a punt returner. Be quiet. Mm. So he types, mm. he, big typo, right, to start you know, the response. And then B. Mitch responds, I was way better at all of my jobs than you were at any of yours. You are a joke. I think B. Mitch is most accurate there. I'm a fan of both guys. I think B. Mitch is most accurate there. And even with the RG3 thing, look, he shouldn't have jumped in. He loves attention. He's basically saying, Jay's calling out a team for not picking up blitzes, but there were times when my team, when I was the quarterback, didn't pick up blitzes. And B. Mitch seems to be siding with RG3 there. I think there. it's way more than that. It, Robert, remember, his whole thing was he didn't want to expose himself to injury after he got injured. Well, I know that. I, I know the history. Right. But in this particular case, attacking Jay's tweet, I think, I think that's Robert was probably accurate. Jay was sensitive. Robert was never good at any of that stuff. Don't get me wrong. I'm not defending him. And then B. Mitch just doesn't think Jay's a good coach. Yeah, this is like a long-standing thing. <laughs> yeah, but where does that? Where does the original Matt? Where does the original beef start? 
I don't know. I didn't even know they had beef, honestly. Until I didn't like know it either. At least that's serious. I don't know I mean, if that's... they had beef. I used to do the post game show. That's not a that's after not a new thing. B Mitch. There's got to be something. There's got to be a history. Yeah. I just think he covered Jay Gruden and he never was a fan. Right. Yeah, but he's attacking him personally. <laughs> There's something. Something started it. Yeah. There, You're yeah, right. There had to be some starting point for the beef. It wasn't just last it wasn't last night at midnight. Yeah. All of a sudden Beamich sees a random Jay Gruden tweet, decides to, you know, just start throwing haymakers. Well, unless they're both into the cocktails and you say things that you probably shouldn't <laughs> when mean, you're under the influence. I mean, maybe, but I don't know. I, don't I, mean, know. I have no idea. <laughs> what time was that? Midnight? I mean Gruden's eleven o'clock. Gruden's first tweet was eight hours ago. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a fan of both guys. I'm a I'm a huge Brian Mitchell yeah, guy. Me too. Brian is a good dude. Treats everybody so well. Um, but I'm also a Jay fan, so I'm torn on this well, one. Well, Jay t- t- told RG3 and tweeted him back and says, "You weren't prepared, Robert." Oh, yeah. And then <laughs> Jay Robert, was firing shots. And then Robert responded to him and said, "You told me you didn't know how to coach a QB who could throw and run like me, so it looks like you weren't prepared." Jay. <laughs> Everybody just flame throwing each Listen, other. I'm a Jay guy. Yeah. <laughs> In the end, both of those guys. You're a Brian Mitchell guy. Had I'm bad a Brian results. Mitchell guy. I'm also a Jay guy. I'm, a, I'm torn on those You two. can be both. Robert is whatever. Yeah. Robert is whatever. Robert was a disappointment. Jay Gruden Jay was a disappointment. B. Mitch Robert. was not. I would agree. With, I would side with Jay over Robert. Brian and uh, Jay, I'm not taking picking sides. I like Brian too much. What's weird is it wasn't even a like a big tweet from jay that was so offensive no I, yeah brian yeah. this is this is just this is built-in hostility that brian has towards well jay. it started with a dig it's a dig from rg3 towards jay like he didn't need to jump in there <clears throat> jay's just talking about a game saying hey i'm watching this game what the heck is going on they can't pick up a blitz and you know that todd Bowles like how many times on the telecast yesterday did they say and they're i was coming. watching a lot of they're the manning i was watching a lot of the manning cast Bruce Arians, who was a terrible guest on our show, was on there. Oh, the worst. But Bruce Arians, yeah, you know, <laughs> won a Super Bowl with the Bucks. Obviously, uh, coach Peyton Manning for years, and was Todd Bowles's head coach. And he kept saying, like, mm-hmm. they just kept saying, "Bowles blitz." Mm-hmm. He, that's what he's known for. He blitzes. And so Gruden saying, "Be prepared for these blitzes." And RG 3s dig is, hey, when you were the coach. You weren't that prepared at teams blitzing us. No, I think I think Robert's response is deeper than that. I think Robert's response is, you you know, you exposed me to injury. My I whole think there's career. part of that too. Yeah, but it's a dig. Point is, RG three had 100%. a dig. Then Jay shot back with the dig, and then Brian just jumped on the pile. I think he's kind of siding with RG three and hammering Jay. Mm. I'm siding with Jay <laughs> against RG three. If Jay says Robert wasn't prepared. I believe Jay. Oh, yeah, I agree with that, too. Robert yeah. was obsessed with sure. building his body up and but trying to withstand the But they both could be right. I, I, I think that, you know, Jay's offenses weren't perfect. No, but uh, uh, Kirk executed it fine. Executed and, it better, but they were a losing team under Jay Gruden. Robert always thought he was better than he was. Yeah. Robert, yeah, had an overinflated view of his ability. But still, getting back to the, the Gruden B. Mitch Back and forth. That's just that's a that's, long-standing thing. I was going to say, it's, there's that no way just, you start attacking each that other. That didn't just like start that. at midnight last night. No, it doesn't no, seem no. like it. Brian's probably hated that dude for years. <laughs> and probably part of it might be, like, I think it's JP that said during the break, you know, like, 
uh, Jay was known for being a player's coach, and Brian, these old school guys, right. wanted a more hard club. Jay, yeah. yeah, I'm telling you. I mean, <laughs> I would watch. Sure that's part. Of yeah. it. I would watch B. Mitch and Trevor Maddich and Chick Hernandez do the post game show. I was on the post game after the post game, whatever mm-hmm. they called that show. I did that for years, and you know, B. Mitch has this tough guy persona. Got to work hard, and Jay wasn't really known for that. And the team's lost. <clears throat> yeah, it's Twitter beef. It's best to say. So glad I've never been. Can. So glad I'm, I've never been in one of those. Yeah, you need to stay a million miles away from Twitter. Yeah, I wouldn't handle that. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you what, I wouldn't be up at midnight on a no, Monday night. Certainly not. Watching the, the Eagles get pounded <laughs> when I got to get up at four. But The yeah. tweet I saw before that was just Jay golfing in Florida. <laughs> So he might just be in Florida having a good time. Then he can stay up and watch games. Jay, Jay's living a yeah. life, man. He made millions. He's got plenty of he's money. Playing golf. He's doing gambling shows. He's picking winners with the sun. Yep. Uh, I think he's living the dream. He doesn't appear to have any burning desire to no. get back on no, the field. Certainly doesn't. But he's perfectly happy to just be chiming in on Twitter and doing you know any podcast. I mean, he'll Please, do any radio dude. interview if we call him. He'll do. He'll come on. I just feel kind of bad because Grant and those guys have him, you know, 100%. kind of contractually every week. Yep. Every so. time I see him, yeah, I see him a lot. Not in the winter months, but in the warm yeah. weather months. Yeah. He's earlier here. in the day, he says all the time. He goes, yeah. "When am I coming on?" Tweet right. for earlier losers. in the day. He tweeted this picture and he just said, "Florida doesn't suck. It's on a golf course." Right. And then later, it's all football tweets. He's like, "Shout out my guy Tim Settle." Bills must get Stefan Diggs involved, and he's like. Hello, Philly. Todd Bowles is going to blitz you. <laughs> and then the tweet, which sent people over the edge. If I ever put a quarterback through what Philly is putting Jalen through, I apologize. Pick up a blitz. When mm. we come back, we will shift into talking about the Washington Commanders. They have a new general manager. The Junks are presented by Crop Metcalf, the official heating and cooling company of the Junks. Don't forget, coming up in just about 20 minutes, Ben Valin, who covers the NFL for the Boston Globe, he will join us to talk about the playoff games, the future of Bill Belichick, and more. But we wanted to get into the official hiring of Adam Peters. It was made official yesterday. He'll be introduced to the press today in Ashburn. He's the new GM for the Commanders. He's been a member of staffs that have won six conference titles and three Super Bowls. His resume is great. The only thing that would get me nervous is, are they going to go down the road of hiring your boys? Which is what Ron Rivera did by Mm -hmm. bringing in all his Carolina guys. So Bob Myers is part of this search committee. Mm -hmm. And right off the bat, you're like, well, he's got a connection with... Adam Peters. I think it's pretty obvious they brought in Myers to get Peters. That's maybe. the single reason why they brought him. Well, I mean, he's got the championship pedigree, but. Yeah, maybe. I mean, he definitely has a great resume. For sure. Undeniable. Yeah. But I would say the Chiefs guy had a great resume, and some of these other guys had great resumes. Um, yeah, but you can only pick one. Uh, that's my I mean, only. Like, look, I, I'm, I think it's a good hire. My only. Thing I would worry about is, is are they just going to hire their guys, their boys? Well, I think and that's that, usually how it works. I mean, I don't know what the relationship is, but if you read, if you believe, like JP Finley walking around here and these other guys that are tweeting and stuff that follow the team, uh, Peters was their number one guy. Like the fix is in. Peters was their number one target, and, and so I Johnson. think they put the advisory board together that would attract right. 
him, and I think Ben Johnson is their number one target, I think and they're probably going to get him. Like in yeah. years past, Peters And you should be even, happy about that. He wouldn't have even taken the interview here. Like, right, right. Like, of course. They not only get – they got to him first, and they secured him. Yeah. Like, he would have – he would have laughed at the interview in Washington three or four years ago. He wouldn't have touched Snyder. But now with yeah. the new ownership group, he takes it. You're, you're just importing winners into the culture here. This guy's won. Myers, obviously, you know, championship pedigree. On like, paper, I, it looks great. It. But the other guys had won, too. Outside to of maybe extent, the Bears guy, uh, right. Cunningham. Right. You might have pointed to the Bears, but uh, even he had success in other but the word on the street, um, just kind of reading some of the stuff out in San Francisco, is that Peters, you know, he's worked with Belichick, he's worked with Elway, he's worked with, obviously, John Lynch, that he had a lot to do with player evaluation and draft uh, evaluation over the last five or six years. No, they're saying he might be the number one guy. And, and he, you know, if that. you look at what they've done, you know, getting George Kittle in the fifth round, getting Lenore in the fifth round, they've had a lot of starters drafted late. You know, Greenlaw, uh, Fred Warner, mm-hmm. those guys were mid to late round picks. Obviously, the, their first round picks were like Ayuk, hit, going out and trading for McCaffrey, hit. Um, you know, going out and get Trent Williams, hit. So, Purdy. On, on, getting Purdy. And Purdy's a massive Kyle hit. Sh- Kyle Shanahan, I, I, I put a lot on his plate, too, mm-hmm. because he kind of helped him develop. Trey Lance, a massive Trey Lance wish. is a miss. But That's true. But there's been a Trey lot Lance of there have been a lot of pluses. Trey Lance is a miss, done. and I never would have drafted him. He's my lowest rated quarterback They didn't just draft him. They traded a bunch of right. draft picks. But to, in fairness to, to Trey, and believe me, I think he sucks. I don't. I can't remember a first round pick that's gotten less of an opportunity before they the teams have just given up on him. Yeah. Well, I mean, how many times has and he got also, played? And also, nobody nobody drafts I mean, perfectly. They quit on him up and down the board every single year. No, of course, you're, you're, you're going to have, have misses. You're going to have high profile misses, yeah. and that's that's one of them. You can't come in into this thing with a perfect record. Drafting. Again, I'm all for it. I think overwhelmingly, the fan response has been positive. If you went to our Facebook page or Instagram or uh, Twitter. Everybody is positive on this hire. This is how this is what it's going to come down to. Is he going to draft the right quarterback? Right. And if he drafts the right quarterback, that and also it's then he's going to be a success. It looks yeah. like if not, if they pick, well, they uh, hit if they the pick Drake too. May or if they draft Jaden Daniels, mm-hmm. let's say with the number two pick. Yep, and that's a whiff. Most likely, his tenure is not going to be great. You're yeah, right for sure. And got to hit on I that think number two. People are also welcoming that the last it, two it, number twos for this team. Have been huge whiffs, RG three, right, and Chase. Chase. Let's hope let's hope that history uh, doesn't repeat yeah. itself a third time. Um, it just looks like a professional outfit now. Yeah, it's not. Well, it's a coach centric approach. We're letting Ron, you know, uh, juggle too much coaching and personnel wise, or it's you know the the owner making picks from his yacht in the Mediterranean. Like it looks like a those real days outfit. are over. Right, yeah. it's a it real looks company. Professional. It's a real company now. Which, so kudos which is all to you can ask for. kudos to Josh Harris so far. If you want to chime in, 800-636-1067. I did put up a junkies poll a day brought to you by Van Meter Homes about whether people are optimistic of, of the hire. If they're lukewarm, wait and see, or not optimistic, not optimistic, only got 5%. I, I mean, that's like true hate. That's feeling like right. there can never be a change. But 68% say fired up about 2,000 votes. So are you fired up for Adam Peters being hired as the GM? You can chime in at 800-636-1067. On paper, it's a great hire. You just have to see how it plays out. But I am convinced 
that this was their number one target. Mm -hmm. Their advisory board was put together to attract their number one target. And these other guys were going to have to blow them Mm -hmm. away to surpass them. I agree with you. And they did not. I agree with you. And look, Peters might have been the number one guy for all the teams looking for a GM. Yeah, I would assume he was. But yeah, if you were Nate Borgonzi or Ian Cunningham or the other guys who had interviews, you you almost had no shot. shot. The fix was in. There was a superstar out on the circuit that was. There's a reason why they brought in Myers. I mean, his championship pedigree is awesome, and I like the outside of boxing. But they brought him in for that connection to attract him, and they got him. And of course, Harris being a new owner, and you know having the uh, uh, the wherewithal and the experience, yeah, that's very attractive in the draft. I mean, you know, it must be nice go, to be just... that successful. Where you, where you, just you being there is going to help the organization yeah. land the big fish. Yeah. Like he does, I mean, I'm sure he's doing work for it, but it's just his his profile and his aura is just. Well, do you think Peter's? Huge name. Do you think he would have come here if we didn't have the number two pick and they weren't eighty million below the cap? I mean, that certainly Don't makes know. it more attractive. What if they had the fifteenth pick and, and they 30 were thirty million? Well, they yeah, yeah, and they were you know like everybody else. Maybe not. He wise. probably looks at it like, as a great opportunity. You know, he's probably he, being paid a lot more than he's ever I'm made. Sure, he has. I saw him get off the plane. Looks like he's got a beautiful family. Of course, yep. guys, and so it's life changing for him. It is, but I I believe he's from that Bay Area. Yes, he is. He is. Yeah. So that's a big move. It's a big it's a West big Coast, move, East man. Coast. You wait. It's got to be perfect to to take you out of that. Yeah. But that's what oh, assistant yeah. he, GMs want to do. He has leverage. He just brought the hammer. He he brought the biggest hammer. Get a five-year deal. Does anybody know what the money is? I, I have no idea. I'm sure five it's years. Five years. Five years. I'm guess. Five million? I'd guess about six, six and a half. Do they pay GMs that much? A year? I mean, it, no, I don't think they pay GMs that much. I'm going to say three a year. Oh, I think he's making more than that. He's the hottest commodity out on the market. I know, but I, what do GMs make? Somebody already sent uh, a tweet, <laughs> by the way, that it's one tenth of a mile. Okay, and that was fine. starting at Shake Shack. Okay, understood. <laughs> it's probably I less may, than a mile. I may have been off by that. I don't but think I they take GMs a quite as mile. I hit on my packers. Hit it on the packers. Let's not forget that. Everybody's <laughs> just sweeping that out of the rug, and I won't let that stand. I'm going to try and see if I can find what GMs. <laughs> like All right, Ozzy Newsome. This was as of yeah. this year. Ozzy Newsome making t- two million. John Elway was making three million. John Schneider, Seattle was making th- almost four. Belichick, now he's Belichick. Right, he was different. making. Uh, yeah, I, I'm going to say he's in that three, maybe four mm. range. I, well, I, if John Schneider's making three or four, he might make. He might make close to five. Right, if they're Peters really trying to attract and his him. rep might. He might. Go, they might go in chest out saying, "Look, my guy's better than all these clowns. He's better than Schneider. He's better than right, all If you these want dudes. him, you're going to have to pay him. Yeah, you better pony up. Right. You better pony up, There's no, there's no going rate. you got to <laughs> yeah. pay me. This is a $3 million we gotta a year. i got to uproot my family. Yeah. i got to leave my hometown right. to come to this poop show that hadn't won a playoff, yeah. but one playoff game in you gotta 30 pay, years. you got to pay the sin tax for being yeah. bad for so long. Yeah. No, he, he got a good check. I would say it's probably right. at least. I think it's a good million. hire. Yeah. I don't know. I, I agree that Ben Johnson seems to be everything you're hearing. Their number one choice. Yeah. But I was thinking but about it from Ben Johnson's perspective. Yeah. <clears throat> if I'm Ben Johnson, I'd kind of be interested in the Dallas Cowboys to see what happens here. What if Dallas fires Mike McCarthy? You walk right in. You got an offense like that with Dak Prescott and CD Lamb and a good offensive line. You got a lot it's of pieces there. Better to start there. here with the low expectations. What if you start in L.A. with the Chargers? Like, there are better spots, I think, I don't think Dallas as, a, is... as an offensive coordinator to take over than Washington. 
I'm yeah. not sure Dallas I mean, is because if you go there, let's say you got two more good years from Dak and you still have all those playoff questions. I think Dak could win in the playoffs even though he hasn't yet. But still, you got but questions. You got it, contract it, issues. I'm just saying, I don't know. Ben Johnson, his confidence Gary. might be, hey, I can go in there with those pieces and I can take them to the next level because my offense, we had Brad Spielberg on last week, has the most separation of any uh, offense in the league. I know how to put guys in places. Meanwhile, McCarthy's got an outdated old school thing where the defense knew what was coming. Yeah, but see here, you I can, can mold, scheme them up. You could start from scratch. You're starting from scratch. Here. You can. And you can mold your team exactly the way you want it. Yeah. I don't know. Would you, You're saying if you were Ben Johnson, Washington would be your number one choice? It might be because the expectations are so low. I think it's been so bad here. You don't have to work with Jerry. I think the Chargers. I think the Josh. I think the Chargers would be my number one choice, which might <laughs> well, ultimately be Harbaugh's but choice. But the Chargers might want Harbaugh, and he might know. He, right. Yeah. He's, but I'm just saying, if I'm Ben Johnson, he's probably figuring it out. The Chargers I'm, would be a better choice than I've Dallas. I've got the burden hand with <laughs> Herbert. I, the Chargers, I would rather have than because you got maybe seven or eight years with Justin Herbert still. I'm assuming no, Dak's not old. It's not old, but you know he's getting up there. He had his best regular season ever. I think Dak's good. But there's a lot of question marks. There's a lot of frustration. There's, look, there's, there, I'm sure there's so many different decisions you have to make. If you were Ben Johnson, Lifestyle. which job would you take? Atlanta's out there, too. I would want anything to do with yeah. Atlanta. Well, um, there's quarterback uncertainty. I don't know. There and here. I might like Atlanta over Washington. By the way, Philly would, might open up maybe. after right. last night. There's a lot of Sirianni chatter. True. And all he's done is one, uh, one for three seasons. All right, let's bang out a few of these calls here. Let's go to Kevin in Lanham. Hey, Kevin, what's up, buddy? You're all with the Junkies. What's up, Junkies? Happy New Year, all that good stuff. Yeah. What's up, Kevin? What's up, man? I don't think we should be concerned about Adam Peters bringing in his own people. Like, you know, you're coming. he's coming from a winning pedigree, a, winning, a consistently winning pedigree. It's the total opposite of what we did with Ron Rivera. We beat the Carolina Panthers, and you hire all these people from Carolina. You don't win, uh, hire from a losing culture. You hire from a winning culture. So if Adam Peters has a, something that we don't know or a coach we don't know that's on that San Francisco team, I would love that. But please, also, quarterback, um, the, the offensive coordinator from the Texans, uh, Slowick, mm-hmm. what he's done with C.J. Stroud, I would be interested in him as well, too, if we're going to get a drafted rookie quarterback. I think we're going to get into that later. Who would you rather have, Ben Johnson or Slowick? Both offensive guys are successful this weekend. His, his name will be out there. Yeah, I mean – I could get worked up for either sure, one of those guys. Get a lather for either one of them. Slowick looks like a true baby. Yeah. That guy looks super Well, that's young. the thing. I mean, do you want someone that young running your entire team as opposed to just running the offense? Is he the next Sean McVay? If he's the next Sean McVay, the answer is yes. Okay, if you can predict the future and he's the next Sean I mean, McVay, <laughs> then obviously you hire him. Sure, but some of these guys. But I think Sirianni it was the hot guy, and mm-hmm. you know he may be on the outs after three years. What if he's the next Hackett? Right. Yeah, but some of these guys are it. clearly like geniuses. Like Sean McVay has got like his memory. He's, he's just a genius. Some guys are just built for that head coaching position as opposed to just being a coordinator and running one side of it. I don't think Nick don't Sirianni, know. and I like him, I don't think he's a genius. Peyton Manning was jocking his guy, Tom Moore. He's 85. He's wow. always been an assistant, never a head coach. Is he still doing it? He was on the sideline yesterday with the play sheet. Really? He's not the primary play caller, but, but he's yeah. a consultant. I don't know what his job title is with the Buccaneers, but he's on that sideline. Yeah. I can't have an he's my offensive I can't assistant. Have an Eighty-five-year-old that does calligraphy for his play sheet, <laughs> calling <laughs> in the plays. Let's go to Mo in Largo. Hey, Mo, what's up, buddy? 
Good morning, gentlemen. Thanks for taking my call. Yep. Mo was texting me grasping at the golf net, EB. You might have competition. Oh, <laughs> no. Okay. You give it to Mo. <clears throat> I think it's a great hire. Um, I think, like you said, he's got a great resume. You know, the pedigree's there. And he has the established lines of communication with, you know, uh, representation of the players to where they'll be able to do business. I mean, they might be more inclined to do business with him more so than prior GMs that we've had in the past. Um, and and as far as the, you know, the, the quarterback pick, yes, it's very important that we draft the right quarterback, but we also have to draft the right coach. I'm not draft, but we have to acquire the right coach because, I mean, we can have great talent, but if there isn't the development there, then we find ourselves right back where we began. What do you, so, what do you make of, Mo, what do you make of them in their initial list? that was leaked or what they presented or whatever, the guys they interviewed, that five of the seven were D coordinators. Not a big fan of that. Um, I feel like... What's the logic hired, behind that? Higher. Excuse me? <gasps> what do you think the logic Bunch is behind that? Bunch of show that? ponies, EB, just <laughs> yeah. like the GM guys. Yeah. Who were who the other GM guys the they looked list. at? For some reason, I remember Borgonzi and Cunningham. Yeah. There were two others. They had you know five guys on the list. Courtesy. Yes. They're throwing favors well, I- to guys. I feel like whoever we hire is still working right now, and that's a good thing. You know, we're not going out and finding unemployment, unemployed guys. You know, these are guys that are still on, you know, productive organizations that are winning right now and still in the playoffs. So I think regardless of which direction they go in, I think they're going to go in a good direction. And I'm just, you know, optimistic on the way we move forward. But so far, I think they're, they're, hitting, it, they're hitting it out the park. Thanks, guys. All right. Thank All right. you, Thanks, Mo. buddy. All right, when we come back, we will talk more NFL. Ben Valin, who covers the NFL for the Boston Globe, will join us next here on The Fan. Time to head to the BetQL guest hotline. Say good morning to our friend Ben Valin, who covers the NFL for the Boston Globe. What's up, Ben? Good morning. What's up, boys? How are we doing today? Uh, We are doing well. Lots going on, Ben. We are hoping that the divisional round gives us some closer games than the super wild card weekend. I have to Mm. uh, label it correctly or the NFL will get very mad at me. Um, a lot of blowouts uh, this past weekend. Uh, what was your, what were some of your biggest takeaways from what you saw uh, over the last three days? Yeah, like a lot of interesting results, you know, like the Eagles looking so poorly last night, um, the Texans, uh, you know, running the Browns off the field. So, like, interesting results, but not interesting games, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, the NFC East, man, what a terrible showing for mm-hmm. two teams that we thought were going to be elite this year, the, the Eagles and the Cowboys. Two teams that after these embarrassing showings, probably the worst showings of the weekend, they're going to be replacing their head coaches now. I think these are very real concerns for both of these teams. Um, teams that are heading, you know, finish the season just going totally in the wrong direction. The Eagles won in six. The Cowboys had that bad loss to the Dolphins and then get blown off their own field by the Packers. You know, now that I'm just talking about it, how about the debuts? Uh, for the postseason debuts for C.J. Stroud and Jordan Love. I mean, mm-hmm. I think we've got a couple of bona fide superstars on our hand. Um, they came out, uh, C.J. Stroud came out and had the greatest debut ever uh, for a, a postseason quarterback. Uh, three touchdowns, no picks, you know, only five incompletions. His passer rating was like 157. It was the third highest passer rating ever in the postseason. Um, and then Jordan Love comes out and duplicates almost the exact stat line. Five incompletions, same number of yards, three touchdowns, same passer rating. So they're now tied for the third highest passer rating uh, in playoff history. And 
the best in, in a postseason debut. So I, I think it was an eye-opening weekend for those young star quarterbacks. And now I can't wait to see Jordan Love take on the Niners next week. And I want to see how C.J. Stroud and, and the Texans handle those Ravens. That's not going to be a, a pushover game for the Ravens in any sense. Yeah, Ben, the craziest thing about uh, the Packers is that set of, of wideouts that they have, Wicks, Jaden Reed, I mean, those guys are young. Christian Watson, I mean, he, that guy was dealing with a hamstring injury for a lot of the season, but it's a young wideout core skill position group that can really grow with the young quarterbacks. They're, they're going to be tough to deal with for the Lions and the Bears uh, in, in that uh, NFC North for a long time Dobbs from the too. looks of it. Yeah. Yeah. And what's wild about what you just said is look, I'm, I'm a, you know, I'm in Boston. I, I follow probably AFC football a little bit closer than NFC football. Like, who are those guys you even mentioned? I mean, right. not, other than Watson, they're not first-round picks. Mm-hmm. So credit to the Packers again. They they develop the quarterback again. They have a system that identifies the right skill players and develops the right skill players again. All the credit to the GM there, Gutekunst, and, and the head coach, uh, Matt LaFleur. The, the um, Im- improvement that Jordan Love has shown over the second half of the season is just remarkable. You look at his numbers from the first nine games, and his second eight games, I mean, his completion percentage went from like 57 to 70. He threw over the last nine games, 18 touchdowns and one pick. Mm. You, you know, sometimes we see, like I remember Josh Allen showed remarkable improvement, but that was in between year two and year three. Rarely do you see this great improvement mm. during the season, like what Jordan Love has shown. So props to him, props to LaFleur, that whole organization. They're heading in the right direction, and that's pretty scary for the rest of the NFC. So, Ben, on the flip side, the Cowboys deal with playoff disappointment again. Last two seasons, they've gone 12-5. and five. Uh, Dak Prescott, again, comes up short in the playoffs. What's your best guess as to what's going to happen? Jerry said he didn't even have time to think about it. But the week before, he didn't give, like, a super ringing endorsement to Mike McCarthy. Uh, is this a Belichick landing spot? What do you think happens? I definitely think it's a Belichick landing spot. If if not there, then the Atlanta Falcons, who announced via Twitter last night that they had interviewed uh, Bill Belichick, which produced all kinds of hilarious jokes and memes, and how often did he bring up 28-3 and show his Super Bowl ring and and that kind of thing. Um, Jerry Jones, to his credit, has been patient the last 10, 15 years. He gave Jason Garrett much more leash than he should have. Um, He has not uh, been a guy who just, you know, makes move off the seat of his pants. That said, when you're Mike McCarthy and you've gone 12 and five, three straight years, and it's resulted in no playoff success, how do you keep bringing him back and selling that message to the locker room? I think they're kind of stuck with, with Dak Prescott for one more year. Um, he, he still has a no trade clause. You know, I, I know Dak Prescott doesn't have a good postseason record, but what's your, what's your plan B if you move on from Dak? I think they're probably sticking with him. So you've got to make a change somewhere. It, to me, I, I think it's time to make a change at the head coach. It, it's it's one thing to have the regular season success. There's no question that McCarthy's done a good job there. But Jerry Jones is 81 years old. He's growing more and more impatient. It's been almost 30 years since he's even been to a conference championship game. And that was embarrassing the other night. It, and it wasn't just Mike McCarthy's fault. I thought Dan Quinn, the defense, had a real embarrassing performance i mean how open were those packers receivers how many breakdowns did the cowboys have but Mm -hmm. to see a team looking that sloppy and unprepared that's a a a total reflection of the coaching so you know if you're jerry jones you're thinking well we've got a good team we just need someone to take us over the top 
well, look who's available now, Bill Belichick, Mr. Six Super Bowl rings himself. So I, I just think that makes a lot of sense for the Cowboys. You know, I was telling our producer, Dravra, uh, during a break, can you imagine, I guess the Falcons have done it, but can you imagine bringing in Bill Belichick and not hiring him? Like, he's not necessarily my number one choice, but if you're going to bring in Bill Belichick for an interview and all his championships and all his – like, how's he not going to win the interview? You're not leave, letting him leave without a contract. Yeah, I mean, yeah. you're going to interview that guy and then not give him the job? Like, <laughs> well, I mean, my, my hunch is that it's really – it's Belichick's decision. You know, I, I yeah. think – I, you know, I think he's the one who's trying to wait and see what the landscape looks like. You know, is the Cowboys job going to become open? I think the Falcons, there was a report in the Atlanta Journal-Constitution last week that Belichick's the number one guy. They're not quite sure if Belichick wants to come there, but hopefully he doesn't have any other options. So you think like, they think offered that, him and he just said, okay, let me think about it? Uh, I, I, well, so the report was that he met with Arthur Blank. So, right. yeah, I, I do think Arthur Blank made it very clear that he's willing to give Belichick the football operation, you know, I think for <clears throat> Belichick, I think for Belichick, you have to decide, do I want to work? You know, they have a, um, a guy there who's the, the team CEO and president, Rich McKay, mm-hmm. him and Belichick have clashed a lot over the years because McKay is in charge of the competition committee, which does all the rules and Belichick loves a good fight over the rules. Um, so I think Belichick would have to decide if he wants someone who could potentially be meddling a little bit into the football operation, but um, you know, that, and they don't have a quarterback, and I think that's kind of the biggest detraction for the Falcons right now. They have a good roster. I like the, the talent, especially on offense. But, um, you know, so, so to me, like, the Falcons are where Belichick goes if that's – they're giving him the best offer and there's really no other second alternative. So I, I think he's holding out to see what the Cowboys do now because I think that makes more sense for Belichick. And then there's Harbaugh. You know, yeah, they're, they're, and, I mean, yeah. we, we heard rumors that the uh, over the weekend that the Chargers – um, had talked to him, so maybe that's the spot. Um, but, you know, Harbaugh could land at any of these spots. Absolutely. And, and Vrabel, too, is another guy. I yep. mean, all of a sudden you have uh, a decent number of, like, you know, experienced, you know, badass coaches available between Belichick, Harbaugh, and Vrabel. Uh, I think I think any of those guys would be kind of the perfect fit to get the Cowboys over the top. If you, you know, if you're looking for the guy with the ultimate credibility, you probably lean towards Belichick. But um, yeah, with Harbaugh, it'd be interesting to see how he and Jerry Jones could coexist. That's always uh, tricky for Jim Harbaugh because he's famously difficult to deal with. But uh, yeah, there, there's all of a sudden there's all these high-priced, you know, experienced coaches available for these teams. Talking to Ben Valin, covers the NFL for the Boston Globe. So here in D.C., we have a new GM and Adam Peters. They hired. Uh, Bob Myers and Rick Spielman to be part of this search committee, and they came up with Adam Peters, assistant GM in San Francisco. Uh, tell us what you know about him, and what do you think happens now with their search for a head coach? So if if the Patriots were serious about finding the best candidates for their football operation, Adam Peters would have been the guy that they would have interviewed. He's, he grew up in the Patriots organization was there from like 2003 to 08 and then he left to go to Denver with Josh McDaniels Um, so he's a Patriot and if like I said if the Patriots were serious about it that's who they would have been targeting but seems like the Patriots are just uh, going for a full reset and they're just promoting Gerard Mayo and it doesn't sound like they're going to be hiring anyone from the outside so that's a whole different story but uh, not surprised to see that Adam Peters is the direction that Josh Harris went with it you know with his first kind of signature hire 
you look at how Harris runs some of his other teams, uh, certainly the NBA teams, it's, you know, like young analytics based. Peters is 44 years old, really sharp guy, comes from the organization that everyone wants to try to emulate right now, the 49ers. And I got to think that that's, they're going to look for a similar profile with their head coach now. I don't think they're going to be going older, you know, or defense. It looks like they probably want a young, you know, um, you know, good-looking offensive coach. Uh, <laughs> good-looking, you know, right. Yeah, well, you know, you know what I mean. They're but, all dreamy, uh, I know. It's annoying. Yes, yes, you know. Um, so, so obviously, you know, the two names that you keep hearing are Ben Johnson, who I think several teams want him, the Panthers, the Chargers. The commanders make a lot of sense. Uh, and then Frank Smith, the offensive coordinator for the Miami Dolphins. Uh, he, he's someone who I've heard has been getting a lot of buzz um, and, and might end up getting a head coaching job. I actually heard a few weeks ago that he might he might be the favorite in Washington. You know, we'll see. I, but I, I think it will come down to that type of coach, a young offensive-based coach. Um, probably couldn't do much better than, than Ben Johnson. That's the guy that everyone wants right now. You look at how the Lions offense is is thriving. It's, it's very impressive. And the commanders, you know, it's nothing but sunshine and rainbows. They got a new owner. They got the number two pick. It's a new day in Washington. So it's, uh, there's opportunity here. Unlike many, uh, many years. Um, the Eagles went from a borderline great team last year to a very good team in the first two months, two and a half months this year to a awful team in the last month and a half. Uh, only the second team, and I'm sure you know this, Ben, but only the second team in NFL history to start out 10-1 and one and not get to 12 wins. Um, I mean, they just completely imploded. Now, some of it had to do with injuries, but you know they lost the coordinators, but that, that really wasn't hurting them in the first two and a half, three months. But, man, the Eagles, you know, is that going to be a situation where, where Laurie says, you know what, we got to go to a different direction? Uh, even though Sirianni's been to the playoffs all three years, been to a Super Bowl, uh, do they go in a different direction there? And and Hertz didn't really have a ringing endorsement and post game last night for Sirianni. No, and 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 I think Lurie has to seriously consider moving on from Sirianni, even with a thirty four seventeen record and three seasons, three playoff appearances, was two minutes from going to overtime in the Super Bowl. I mean, usually uh, a downfall doesn't happen that swiftly, but the events of this year have to give you pause over uh, the job that Sirianni is doing there. They lost both their coordinators, Shane Steichen and Jonathan Gannon. And that team fell apart. And, and, you know, we can blame it on the new guys they hired, but I think it's a reflection of the head coach that they lost their coordinators and, and those guys seem to be the glue of the organization. And you look at Sirianni, the way he kind of conducts himself, he's very emotional on the sideline. There was that video of him uh, in Kansas City where he's, like, screaming at the Chiefs fans, um, come, you know, coming into the tunnel, like, cursing. I don't know. It's a weird look for a head coach. You need to be a little bit more composed uh, like that. Uh, so, so you see, you know, his, his, you know, maybe non-traditional way of, of handling the head coaching position. And then you, the way the team fell apart this year. And I mean, last night was as bad as it gets for the Eagles. Cause not only did they lose, but it looked like they didn't even show up and it looked like those guys gave up, you know, about some time in the third quarter and just were resigned to the fact that they knew they weren't a very good team this year. And even though they started 10 and one, you could see the frustration. It was right there on the surface. Um, right. yep. it, it reminded me of like the Patriots in Tom Brady's last year when they were eight and zero, but Brady called himself the most miserable eight and zero quarterback on the planet. Um, and and there's you know the struggles didn't uh, present themselves in the record early in the season, but they all came to a head late. And, and that's what it feels like right now for for the Eagles. It just 
you know, they were winning games, but it was by the skin of their teeth. They should have been winning by more. You could sense the frustration. And then it all fell apart in the second half of the season. I, I think that's a team that struggled with the Super Bowl loss last year. I think it was kind of a fragile team that didn't know how to bounce back. And I absolutely, I, you know, because I think if you're Jeffrey Lurie, at minimum, you're looking at, again, replacing both coordinators for the second year in a row. And mm. it's like, mm. is that really the answer? Or should you just rip the Band-Aid off and bring in a whole new coaching staff? So it, it was a swift downfall for, for um, Doug Peterson before. It, mm-hmm. I think that ended quicker than people expected. And I could see the same thing now happening for Nick Sirianni. Real quick, uh, Chiefs-Bills Sunday night. This is Mahomes' first road game in the postseason, I'm pretty sure. Um, yeah, pretty and, wild. And and the last five Bills-Chiefs games have all been in Kansas City. So yeah. This is a rare game in Buffalo. Uh, don't love the way the Bills are playing right now. I thought they should have closed out that game against the Steelers a little bit better yesterday. They're down a ton of players on defense. That said, the Chiefs are kind of a mess. I mean, I know they beat the Dolphins the other night, but I, I have very little faith in where the Chiefs are right now. So I, I think the Bills get it done and finally get over the hump and, and beat their arch nemesis there with the Chiefs. Mm-hmm. Ben, thanks as always for the time. It's Ben Valin, covers the NFL for the Boston Globe. We'll have you on again soon. All right, thanks, guys. Yep. When we come back, we'll get into the commanders. We will debate Bobby Slowick or hmm. Ben Johnson. Who do you prefer if they can land one of those two as the next head coach of the commanders? We'll do that next on The Fan. Are you a Ben Johnson guy? You a Bobby Slowick guy? I know you're not a defensive coach guy. That list <laughs> defensive coach. I agree with 1,000% with Ben Valin, who said he thinks the commanders are going to go after a young, offensive-centric coach with the hire, whoever Adam Peters and the group decides to hire. Do you have a preference between Slowick or Ben Johnson from the Lions, mm. Slowick from the Texans? You got to see both of them this weekend. So Ben Johnson and the Lions, I thought they took their foot off the gas pedal in that game and survived. McVay decided to punt down the stretch, <laughs> didn't get the ball back. Lions went for it on that second down pass where Goff hit Amon Ross St. Brown for a first down, and that just ensured the win. Um, And then Slowick, look, he's had C.J. Stroud. A lot of people give him credit for the development. I don't know. Like, sometimes when you draft a guy, like if it was a different different offense grader, don't you think C.J. Stroud would have been a stud? A lot of people had C.J. Stroud as a can't miss. Maybe. I mean, you still got to give the offensive yeah. staff credit. Yeah. So I, mean, I, was, yeah, I think it's he just, gets some credit. Slowick gets some credit, I think, also for Purdy. He was the offensive yeah. passing game coordinator when Purdy was there. Okay, so he's that's got fair. two back-to-back guys. It's just hard to ask a guy that young who's never who's kind of new even at that coordinator position to run a team. They're mm-hmm. very young. And you they figure if they're smart why, enough to like orchestrate an offense the to the level that they do. Yeah. Like they should be able to run the team while they're doing it. I don't know. It's, just, like, it's, maybe, a, whole, it's seems, a whole different animal, though. Maybe, but like when you've only been an offensive coordinator for one year, that's a big leap to then be the head coach. Phone number is 800-636-1067. Do you have a preference? We put this up on our Facebook page, <clears throat> facebook.com slash the junks, and our Twitter page. I think most people preferred Ben Johnson, but I was surprised by how many people were supporting Slow it, giving him credit for the young quarterbacks being developed. Um, Michael tweets us, Lions have Goff, Texans have Stroud. As much as Goff was number one overall pick, I think he's an average quarterback. Mm-hmm. Stroud already has more talent than Goff. I'd go with Detroit's OC because Dunmore or the same with less. Mm-hmm. And I mean, speaking to that, 
Jared Goff was kind of a toss-in in that whole Matt Stafford trade because his numbers were on the decline with the Rams. They kind of stayed the same way the first year in Detroit where he only threw 19 touchdowns. He's had back-to-back years of 29 and 30 touchdowns. If you give him yeah. a perfect pocket, yeah. he will slice you and dice you. Yep. Yeah. I saw a, a next-gen stats. I was telling Drab during the break. On 21 dropbacks with no pressure, he completed all 21 of his passes, which, according to next-gen stats, was a 0.3% mm-hmm. chance of happening. Yeah. He's the ultimate He's- 72 degrees and sunny play-in-a-dome type of quarterback. His splits, when he isn't playing indoors and isn't playing at home, they drop off the edge of a cliff. Yeah. So there's some of that there, but if I had to pick between the two, they're both sexy. I have to stick with my guy, Ben Johnson. Bobby Slowick is the new hot girl at the dance. Ben Johnson is the one I came to the dance with. How much, though, do you think, I got to imagine Peters has got to be in his brain kind of leaning towards Slowick. Just because they were, they're 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 connection. They were in the organization together sure. for seven years or it's a, whatever. It's a good question. I don't know. I mean, how could they not be tied to the hip? They, they could be. Um, but again, just going back to our the first point, when you're asking a guy who's only been a coordinator running an offense for a year to all of a sudden step up to running an entire coaching staff. Well, Ben's team, only done it two years. And Johnson's only done it two. I mean, Kyle Shanahan wasn't a coordinator for, I want to say he's a coordinator for about nine or ten years. Right before the, before he took over. The only thing I would say to counter I mean, it, and I have, I have the same questions you do. They're valid questions. The only thing I would say to counter it is, like for example, Slowick, who's only been an offensive coordinator for one year, he has been in the league though for thirteen years. Yeah, fourteen yeah, years. It. So it's not like he doesn't know how an operation is run. Yeah. Right. So if, for people that don't know, I think it's it's, it's important to go through it. Uh, Slowick started here, as many know, as a video assistant in 2010. Mm-hmm. Then he was a defensive assistant coach for three years here in Washington. Yep. And then I don't even and know where Francisco. he was for the next four years. But then San Francisco, Kyle picked him up in 2017 and made him a defensive quality control coach for two years. And then he switched over to the offensive side, which I know Kyle said was very critical mm-hmm. for him to – to, to coach the D or sit in on defensive meetings when he was in Atlanta. Um, so he felt like that was a good foundation for Sloak, who always wanted to coach offense. He was an offensive assistant coach for two years with the Niners. Then he was a passing game specialist in 21. Then they gave him the title of passing game coordinator in 22. That's when Brock Purdy just came on the scene as a seventh round draft pick. And then he was the offensive coordinator for the Texans. And we all know when what CJ Stroud did. When he was out of football after. Spending time here, he went to PFF. Yep. <clears throat> oh, is that where yeah, he was an analytics guy? For three or four years. So you know that's going to play well with yeah. Josh Harris and Peters when he comes in for so an interview. Did you, see say- the, uh, did you see the reaction from the Lions GM after the Lions won the playoff game? Brad Holmes. So he was uh, on the elevator. It went viral. Yeah. And he's screaming and he's going nuts. And then if you saw the locker room scene where Dan Campbell gave uh, the game ball, he gave one to Goff, he gave the other one to Brad Holmes. What I learned about that GM, he was working at Enterprise rent a car before he got a gig uh-uh. in the NFL. He was, he was uh, loaning out sedans to people <laughs> like amazing. at the airport. Got to make a living, dude. <laughs> sure. Now, to counter it, just because I think it's important context, Ben Johnson started with the Dolphins as an offense. Ben Johnson's entire career has only been on the offensive side of the football. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that means anything, but Slowak at least half his 
NFL career has been on the defensive side of the ball. Yep. But I think that might actually be a good thing. <clears throat> might be. Looks. Uh, well, ben, then, then you ben mentioned Johnson. the connection between Slowick and Peters being yeah. in San Francisco. If it Peter. comes yeah. down to those two, I might lean towards Ben Johnson. And I think I'm simply swayed by some of these analytics and, and, and stats which say that his receivers – are most open, but I'm looking at some of the tweets. You can tweet us at Junks Radio. You can chime in at 800-636-1067. The people that are in favor of Slowick are saying he's done more with less. All right, rookie quarterback C.J. Stroud was drafted number two, but if you look at Detroit's offense, they've got studs everywhere. they got a Monra. Laporta's a stud. Good running backs. Jameer Gibbs. So maybe rookie season. Sewell, right? They've got more talent maybe in Detroit. So you kind of give a nod to the the Texans GM and just that he's done more with less. He lost his top receiver this year. Mm-hmm. And if you watch that game, he's scheming guys open, hmm. wide open. Yeah. I, I would like to see demeanor. I know that uh, there's a video out there of Ben Johnson, like kind of coaching training camp or whatever. Mm-hmm. I need to see he's some very of that. kind of even key. I want to see that. And Did I you see the video, video with him with the how there's a video, I believe. I thought it was Ben Johnson. I could mm-hmm. be wrong. Ben Johnson worked with Hal and Drake May in some mm-hmm. sort of passing camp. All mm-hmm. I know is I will I will be I'm not even a commander's fan, but I'll be crestfallen if they don't land one of those two guys. Like I, I, I'm, I'm kinda I'm, I'm kinda got, zeroing got, in I'm, on I'm what if it's Frank Smith, Ben Valen threw him in there. Not really that into Frank Smith right now. <laughs> or Vrabel. Is it possible? Not really into Vrabel. Is it possible though they could go it, they could have Ben Johnson, the Carolina guy. Sam Howell, the backup Carolina guy. And Drake May yeah. is the starter, is a Carolina guy. They could. I mean, it could happen. That's why weird. not. I mean, word on, on the street is, word on the street is Ben Johnson's the number one target. I know. I just don't know how Peters is going to overcome the slow thing unless he just maybe doesn't like him. I don't know. I will be visibly distraught. Well, maybe Spielman has a say. <laughs> and Myers, right? One of those if guys. Myers and Sp- I, I know that. Right. I know that Peters now is Who the are you GM. Listen to more Spielman or Myers? You might Spielman. listen more to Myers. <clears throat> Spielman. Myers. When it comes to football, I've listened to Spielman. Spielman's been in football forever. Yeah. yeah, but I don't know how it works now, right? You, you. We always said you want the GM to hire the. Coach, I want Peters, to but hire. they have a hiring yeah. committee. That yeah. Josh Harris was that just to hire the GM? Peters can listen think so. to Spielman. Yeah. I think it's to hire the coach too. He's got to make the ultimate call. I think it's to hire the coach. Their advisory committee. Yeah. They, they, but they're not they're not hiring the coach. The guy's hiring oh, the coach think, is Peters. Yeah, I would think mm-hmm. Peters is coming I don't in. Know. Peters, I'm he, sure, has already told he them. May have input his, from his, those, he may have input from those dogs, but he's making the final call. He should. I want That's the G- why he was hired. I think Josh Harris is making the final call, and he's got his advisory committee. Oh. No, I think he. I think, because remember, they were doing no, this concurrently. they're giving it to Johnson. They're giving it, or giving it to Peters. I would it's think. his call. And then Harris will find out today. Final approval, obviously, with Harris. You Pete. can't have five people like, coming to Harris and tell them who to hire. No, I want one Peters. Guy, I want Peters voice. to make that decision. Oh, so is the advisory committee done then? No, the advisory committee helped <laughs> land Peters. Now it's Peters' gig. I don't know. That's a I good, mean, they, it's a they good may question. take input, but I, I've got to ask. They Peters. said that the advisory committee was to get the GM and the coach. All right, real quick, let's go to Andre in Manassas. Andre, what's up? Hey guys, um, for me these guys are way too young. Um, you know, do we want an offensive coordinator? Do we need somebody to come to like what the fifth largest market um, to to coach a football team? One of the concerns I worked have out is, for the Rams. Okay, well, now, well, who's got, well? You know what? Good point. 
Um, and, um, <laughs> who's going to be our defensive coordinator? I, I think the Rams, McVay, he, he got the old guy way to come as a defensive coordinator. Yes. My, my question would be, you know, most of the times the head coaches get to, to build their team. Um, so who is he going to get? Who, who's your defensive coordinator going to be for both of them? Who are, I don't know if they have that many connections. Of, of course they have. But, you know, the funny thing, last point, when you guys were just talking to the reporter before, and he said, you know, Siani might be out. From, from Philly, the first thing, worst scenario for me was, man, I hope I hope Philly doesn't get um, Jim Hong. Uh, and, and that's the I'm a fan, so I know it's probably not realistic. But for me as a fan, Jim Harbaugh come in here, win automatically. Um, I can see Ben Johnson going to Philly. I wouldn't it, it wouldn't bore me one bit. Harbaugh goes to Philly, I'm scared. I'm scared for the next four or five years. All right, Andre, thanks for the call. Thank we you, buddy. appreciate it. 800-636-1067. Give us a call on the MGM National Harbor listener lines. Are you in on Bobby Slowick. The Junks are presented by Crop Metcalf, the official heating and cooling company of the Junks. We're taking your calls right now at 800-636-1067, the MGM National Harbor listener lines. Are you a Bobby Slowick guy? Are you a Ben Johnson guy? Or do you want somebody that's not either of those two guys? Somebody I'm st- tweeted I'm still, us. I'm still... I can't get off the Vrabel thing. I just think Vrabel's a really good head coach. He's I know, you, I know coach. you kind of equate him to Rivera. I think I'm just saying better. at that point in Rivera's career and this I, point in Vrabel's career. I just it's think it's similar. risky to hire that young offensive mind mm-hmm. who hasn't been there very long. I mean, I know they've been in their, you know, in the NFL, but have, hasn't been their coordinator very long. I just think it's risky to ask them to come in hire a whole staff, and then run. And I would assume they would run the offense. Even though they've both been in the league for like 10-plus years? Yeah, I just – So, they ha- so they've been in – literally they've been in the league for 10 years. Don't you yeah, feel like – you'd feel I, I like d- you were fairly experienced at that point? 10 years? But to run a team, it's different. Yeah, but the young offensive they, guys the in the league – Yeah, the young offensive guys in the league. Look, LaFleur has advanced with the Packers. He came in with yeah. a similar resume to these guys. <laughs> uh, O'Connell didn't get to the playoffs this year with the Vikings, but overall similar. has been successful. Shannon, I mean, all these young offensive what guys. What is Zach Taylor's background? What was his background? He was an offensive was, guy. I mean, he it was still a quarterback. amazed me that all, almost all those guys we just mentioned came, to, here. came to Washington. Yeah. At, at McDonald, he seems to have handled there it fine. Just so many. I'm not saying it can't here. work, but you know, there's, there's, there's also the Nate Hackett's of the world. Sometimes somebody, it just blows up in your face. Mm-hmm. Somebody tweeted us uh, in favor of Raheem Morris, who also was with Washington for a while. Now, he's a defensive guy, and that's the whole point. The whole point of this conversation is not that these are the only two guys that they are interviewing. It's that the conventional wisdom is they're going to go with the young offensive coordinator type because that's where the league has been trending. Yep. And so what you could argue is, well, D'Amico Ryan's obviously a defensive guy, and he's got a great OC, great offensive guy that groomed his quarterback. Yeah. So that's what you would try to replicate here. Right. He's a good enough leader where he just basically said, to Bo- I'm sure he said to Bobby Slowick, the offense is your baby. Now, if you screw it up, I'm going to come in and <laughs> outrank you. But that's your baby. That I could live with that if that's what the commanders decide to do. Hired, if God well, say they hire what, McCarthy what, or whatever from the, the Ravens. Is there McDonald? McDonald. McDonald. Okay, if they hired yeah. McDonald, then he would have to have a young offensive whiz kid genius as his OC. Not Tom Moore. No, not you would so, have to trust that they would so do that. Right. You'd have to trust that. Yeah. Who would be the, a candidate for OC but not head coach? If they go defense. Who would be an obvious 
young candidate that's not already in contention. Like, in other words, I mean, when Bobby be, slow it, you go from C.J. Stroud to here to be a quarterback's coach, probably. Give him the fancy title of Valdez loves so much. Assistant head coach? Yeah, give him like the associate no, head coach and a bigger pay bump. I think you I have know. to look at like the quarterback's coach, right? So, so it'd be like, like let, let's say they, San they, they. I don't I mean, I don't know. I think it's Kubiak's. Coach. I think it's Kubiak's, Kubiak's kid. kid. I don't want the Nepo baby. Yeah. I don't want him. <laughs> I think it's Clint. Could be. You, you take a Nepo baby named Kyle Shanahan. All right, that's one. That, that one. Yeah. Who's the Lions quarterback coach? I would have to look at their coaching staff. I don't know. I'm trying to th- think. I'm just thinking for a second. Mark Brunel. Me. Oh, nice. Can't have Brunel. Oh, you can't That's have an Old lefty. He's a quarterback's coach in Detroit? Yeah. That's what it says according hilarious. to Google. Hilarious. This guy went from uh, owning uh, car dealerships well, to. I think all of his Florida commercial real estate was, was literally <laughs> underwater. Unbelievable. All right, let's go to Reggie in D.C. <laughs> Reggie, what's up, man? You're on with the junks. Brian Greasy's the QB coach in San Francisco. Mm, not interested. Uh, he's kind of oh, a dumb. Those guys may be ready to be OCs. So Greasy has that title? Yes. Okay. What's going What's going on, fellas? What's up? Hey, man. I remember y'all had the same conversation with Gruden and McVay. And the mm-hmm. only reason we couldn't do anything then, because Gruden went 9-7. and seven. The only thing, I want the cap from the Texans. Look what he's doing with Les. <laughs> Take all you got to do, because remember, with the coordinators, you can spend as much as you want for the coordinators. You can overpay. And then think about, like, how many defensive coordinators, especially like your old grizzled defensive coordinators that used to be head coaches, you can easily get, like, your your Wade Phillips. Like a Del Rio. (laughs) No, no, no. I'm not saying him, but I'm saying Wade Phillips type. Like a big Fangio type. Yes, you're saying there are guys out there. Remember, you said that Slocum, he did some defensive. He had defensive (laughs) background also, so he kind of went on both sides. I want him. He did more with less. I want him. I think that's fair. You got to vote. Because if you just put roster, offensive roster to offensive (laughs) roster, the Lions (laughs) dominate the Houston Texans roster. They've got a better tight end, better receivers, better running backs. Who's going to be his defensive coordinator then? That's what he's saying. You find an old fossil. I don't (laughs) Wink. Honestly, I don't even care wink, who wink. it is at this point. Just get the head coach in place and then, then deal with the defensive coordinator later. Later. Offense is clearly superior. I need a guy who can put up 45 points in a playoff. But, but that I do guy think, doesn't like, have to be the head guy, though. It really doesn't. If, you, if you're doesn't turning over to be, the offense. But I'd like it to be. <laughs> truly. To the coordinator. Who cares if he has the practice time scheduled responsibilities and the the day offers? Who cares about Except that? Except Jonathan Allen made a good point. Jonathan Allen said, <laughs> and I, I can't remember, it might have been Spielberger said, the reason why these offensive guys, the trend is to get these offensive guys is they don't end up losing the offensive coordinators. Whereas mm-hmm. when you hire the defensive guy who has a stud young offensive coordinator, those guys then bounce and then you suffer. Right. Yeah, that's true. I mean, they don't all true. bounce, but. Then you just find the next young offensive. They're usually at the front of the kid. line. Hey, Come on, I, a and look, of them. Sirianni was a guy who was an offensive guy, but he actually gave his play calling away, and then he lost both coordinators, right. and they <laughs> suffered. Well, yeah, that's the thing. If you hire, everyone says if you hire an offensive guy, then you won't have a problem. But the reason the Eagles sucked is because their defense fell apart, and Gannon left. Yeah, coach right. the Cardinals. And also, Jalen Hurts is probably playing hurt all yeah, most but, of the season. Well, their defense was a huge issue. Their oh, defense they, sucked. I mean, that was their their offense offense was too. You could solve that if you hire a fossil on defense. Do you know A.J. Brown scrubbed all of his social media? He did this who? bit. A.J. Brown, who did not play in uh-huh. last night's game. Yeah. There was some speculation, you know, 
Some guys will shut it down like when they may be able to play. Um, this was, I can't remember, it might have been Shannon Sharp. I watched a lot of these NFL shows yesterday. And um, was this was just total speculation. No facts behind it other than A.J. Brown scrubbed his social media this week. But it was after Tuesday when the game plan is installed. And he probably saw that the plan was, because the first time they played Tampa, mm-hmm. they pounded the football and didn't throw that much. Right. And yeah. the game plan might have been, hey, we're going to pound the football. And he's like, ah. I'm not playing. And then they didn't run the ball at all last night. No, they, well, they, they weren't they, able to do it. So the tush push got stopped. I know. I saw that. Vita Vea. I did. That, they, that actually looked like they were going to stop it before the snap. They, I mean, the way they had those guys all crowded up there. Vita Vea is a massive human They looked being. like they were going to stop it. They said he was 350. Oh, he's probably 385. <laughs> he's a monster. All right, let's go, to, let's go to Josh in Arlington. Josh, what's up, man? You're on the junk. Josh? Oh, hey, um, yeah, this is Gus. But anyways, um. The beauty of these playoffs is that our candidates are facing each other. Like last week, it was Ben Johnson versus Raheem Morris. This week, it'll be Mike McDonald versus uh, Bobby Slowick. I mean, even if we're interviewing these guys, don't you wait until the playoffs finish? Because maybe like McDonald wins a Super Bowl title. I don't think you can put too much stock in one game, though. Right? And also, they have different rosters. It's not like they're coaching the same teams. You know what I mean? Things aren't equal. I mean, but I mean, Mike McDonald's my number one for sure. He held Bud Johnson and Bobby Sloak to no touchdowns in their games this year. So who is the guy from the Ravens? Yeah, that's yeah. true. He yeah. did. Valdez says he's a genius, right? He's, he's definitely. Next, if if uh, Ben Johnson or Ben or Sloak are the next possible McVay because they're young, then Mike McDonald's the next Belichick. Let me tell you. Hmm. Well, we'll see. Valdez, tell us why he's a genius. He's an excellent X's and O's genius. He's run. He runs this matchup zone. He's able to get pressure with a, a limited defensive line. Guys, guys, a, a, who's a your, genius. Who's your quarterbacks coach? He Martin. Oh. Can McDonald actually hold a conversation with a fellow human? Uh, like, can, I don't. He looks he, like a normal guy. Okay. I, 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 like I don't know. Guy. I don't know. Okay. He I just like I know normal. like. Um, like like uh, when they get a big stop, Anthony Weaver's in the middle of it. Like, yeah. Like chest bumping the other guys, <clears throat> I, don't, I think I think I, I think Mike McDonald's kind of along the lines of Slowick, where like there are these X's and O's geniuses, but I don't know their interpersonal you know, skills. I've heard less than zero buzz on who's that? The enemy. Yeah. Has anybody <clears throat> heard any smoke on no, the enemy? I just did a seventeen game experiment with him, and it sucked. I see nothing on him. All right, let's, bill. let's go to Mark. Would you be distraught if McDonald's got the gig and kept the enemy? Yes, DLC? I wouldn't be happy. That'd be a fail. That, I don't think I'd be happy. That with would that. be catastrophic. With all the good things, all the everyone's feeling so good about the direction <laughs> of the team. Yeah, yeah, that would be a downer. <laughs> yeah. McDonald's only thirty six years old. He's young. Yeah. Is there, I, is there any way they lose out to Slowick and Johnson? Yes. No way. They, those guys turn those it down. Guys. They are not interested. Yes. No. I think there's definitely uh sure. Because I think Ben Johnson. Possibly. Ben Johnson, you guys are convinced that Washington's the best gig. But let's say Dallas opens up. If I'm Ben Johnson, I'd rather go to Dallas. Yeah. And, and, and I'd I think rather, Dallas, rather go to the Chargers with Herbert. I think if Dallas opens up and or Philly, I think Belichick is front and center on those. Right. He could be locked into either one. Yeah. There were rumors before. And, or Harbaugh. And, there were rumors before. And, and Slowick could pull the Ben Johnson, yeah, right? Yeah. Ben Johnson could have been hired last year, and he's like, nah, I'm going to wait another year. Slowick might right, do the same Houston thing. Maybe could come back and say, look. You think yeah. his stock is going to fall? He's still going to have C.J. Stroud. I think Josh Harris is going to give him a big, fat contract. They have the unlimited cap space. They have the quarterback of their desire for the most part. 
and they're going to be able to start from the bottom with only, you know, they can only go up. You go into Justin Herbert, man, you got to win right away. You go in with Dak, you got to win right away. But Pressure you have the tools. Yeah, maybe, but other guys haven't been able to do it. Here, you get to start from scratch. You get several years before you're going to really get I mean, heat. Other guys haven't done it enough. Here. But the Chargers, I don't think there's that much heat with the Chargers. They're the probably the second most popular team in L.A. How long does in the NFL? Three I years? think the Rams. Three. I think the Rams get the most attention, and the Chargers were in the playoffs last year. I'm just telling you, they were in the playoffs. You're expected to so win that, if you if you coach you, Justin Herbert. You're expected to get to the playoffs. Okay, but and I'm going to get Justin probably. Herbert. I'm going to get Eckler. I'm going to get Mike Williams. I'm going to yeah, get Keenan Eckler Allen. Down year. A lot of his receivers I, I are banged up. It's I, not as rosy as you might think. I would think Harbaugh, if he really wants the Chargers' job, that's his job. Yeah. I'm getting a sneaky feeling he's just using all this for leverage, and he's just going to get an- another deal from Michigan. That's Eric, possible. But if you're going against, yeah. if you're Ben Johnson and you got all these jobs, and it's Herbert, Jalen Hurts, Dak, or Drake May, even though you get a, maybe a, a longer leash, I think you, you get know a those leash. other guys are studs. Yeah, right? you know they're proven commodities. I agree, they are. But they go; those guys have all had success. You got to win right away with those. If you have Jalen Hurts, you got to win right away. If you have well, that, you should. clearly, you, you can win 12 games three years in a row. It doesn't matter, right? That's a lot. That's a big, just, just a lot. I mean, I think if you... Yeah, but you don't play scared. That's like the people that don't want to draft Drake May because he's a Carolina quarterback because no, just they saying, already have a Carolina quarterback in Sam Howell. my first go-around be a little bit lesser pressure, lower expectations. Let me mold this. I mean, we got nothing. We got like three players with that are worth keeping. I'd rather have the best chance to win. If I'm wanted by everybody, why wouldn't I go to the place with the best talent and the best chance to win? Because I'm confident in myself that I can take the Dallas Cowboys to the next level or the Chargers to the next level. Yeah, but we don't know if they're at the they're top of the list. Evil too. I mean, Spanos might I not want a, a young sure. coordinator again. He just went through that. No, just, I know, but just say for the sake of argument, just say, you know, JP's point for the sake of argument. Which one would you? You know, assuming they all want them. I mean, if you're I, Ben, you definitely if, if, if it's Ben Bishop, <clears throat> you definitely everybody wants you. Where do you want to go? You want to go to Washington? It's your top choice. I don't think. So. I don't know if it's my top choice. I like Atlanta too, but they need a quarterback, and they only have the yep. eighth pick. They don't have the second pick. They're in a QB wasteland too, because they've got talent around other than the quarterback. They've got yep. talent. Don't forget, coming up at nine, we'll continue to talk Commanders with Michael Phillips. He's the host of MP on the Mic from ten a.m. Till noon on 910 The Fan in Richmond. That's coming up at 9 a.m. Listen up, prize piggies. Very soon, we'll give you a chance to win a pair of tickets to see the Wiz take on the Nuggets. The game is January 21st at Capital One Arena. So keep listening for your chance to win. Your chance to win is coming up shortly. That's all I will tell you right now. Keep it vague. So Jason's upset because, I don't know if it was before the show, but then we brought it up again during the break. I watched the premiere of True Detective season four. Is it called Dark Country? Uh, Night Country. Night I Country. Yes. I can't believe I missed that. It it's was Jodie Foster. It's in Alaska. Was that Sunday night? That was Sunday night. Sunday night, nine p.m. I thought mm-hmm. it was well, Saturday I was watch. night. Huh? No, it was Sunday night. Was I guess because it? it's three day yeah, weekend. Yeah. You lose the track. It was Sunday. Yeah, I mean, I was watching the games. I was disappointed though. And I think Cakes had the same experience that after watching the first episode, 
It's on Max. Mm-hmm. Yes. So I haven't canceled Max yet. <laughs> you're not going <laughs> to. I'm not going to. Right. True Detective. Yeah, now I'm watching True Detective on Max. And I'm literally watching no other shows. So my wife and I watched it. True Detective is out. Yes. It is out. And I know it's so all of them. No, one. One. That's what I was disappointed by. I thought there was at least going to be two episodes. Mm-hmm. No. And some some of these shows now have teased where they'll drop like five, and then you have to do six, seven, eight, nine, ten later. Yeah. But mm-hmm. this was old school, like watching Sopranos. You got to wait a whole nother week for the next episode. Trust me. As soon I'm going to watch it today. As soon as the first episode ended, I went to episodes, and when there was only one, Request I one. was. Visibly, now you dis- wait I was next visibly distraught. I did the same happened. How many episodes is it set for? Not sure. I'm going to guess eight or ten. I love True Detective. Ask me what I would rate the first episode. All right, what 10. would you rate the first episode one a to ten? Solid nine. <laughs> wow. Oh, you're up at nine. What did <laughs> I say? I said eight again? and a half. Who are the stars this time? Jodie Foster. Jodie Foster. She's like the big She's dog. She's the, the, the big kahuna. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Looks like she has. That doesn't really do it for me. She doesn't act a lot anymore. So I think for her to come. Like out of, I guess, hibernation, semi retirement, mm-hmm. kind of a big deal. By the way, they had a, like, it was at least, a, it seemed like a 30 second sex scene that was pretty graphic. Oh, oh really? Yeah. 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 It was kind it of It was graphic. just the, the I, I don't know if I can say the details. Would Valdez the be woman took control. The mm. woman took control. Not really. It's not that titillating. I mean, <laughs> it was standard, mm-hmm. kind of like, you know, of the main positions. It's a standard was your position. Son watching with you? No, I would have made. I it actually awkward. watched it at like uh, I, was, I was watching with my wife. I was watching with my kids and, and was it with one of their significant others. It was a little awkward, but I mean, they're, I mean like they're, a, an interminable sex they're scene. They're adults. That's awkward. It I mean, wasn't that long, but it 30 was thirty seconds. It wasn't just like a two second. No, thirty seconds was a long time. It, it, it probably like to was. watch it with your kid. It's how, how long would you guess? It's a long time to sit in I'm pro- silence. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm <laughs> probably overestimated. Like Cakes thought oh, it was, was a quarter of a mile. Probably good twenty to twenty five seconds. Oh, so I was in the ballpark. Yeah. yeah, it wasn't just a quick cutaway. There was like, there was grinding. I didn't know that I was gonna kind of be into her, but pretty good body. Who? Jodie Foster? No, no, no it wasn't uh, Jodie Foster. Her, it's her co-star, who I don't know her name. Yeah. Is it Callie Callie Reese? That's her. Yeah, Callie Reese. I think she's a former boxer. JP would get butt sized. Mm. All right. So the dude looked like he was <laughs> the dude in that scene. Yeah. It was like she was taking control, mm-hmm. and maybe it was almost too aggressive for him. She looks like a former boxer. She looks like he was out of breath. Callie Reese is a former mm-hmm. boxer. So I yeah, know I'm, what you're doing today. You're going to go home. Watch yeah, I can't believe I, I – I mean, I, with all the NFL that was going on, I was just it just completely spaced you it. You had all day yesterday to watch it. I know. I just spaced it that it was on. I had forgot, totally forgotten. I watched it after the games. By the way, it was a miracle how they got rid of all the snow in Buffalo, like for the fans and all that. Like, they had just a few hours before the game, that stadium was a mess. And, you know, they got all the fans yeah, over they there sent shoveling. Out a call for like 20 I bucks mean, an hour and you yeah. get pizza yeah, but, and hot chocolate. Dude, that was a job. Yeah, but you didn't see all the seats that they didn't shovel? Yeah. yeah there was I saw that one family like, trying to get to their yeah. seats. Well, didn't they make it? They like, did an amazing they, job, what they could they, do. A bunch of sections weren't shoveled. They turned it yeah. into a general well, They could only game. do so much. Yeah. yeah. Like, there, there were no assigned yeah. seats. It was a free-for-all. Yeah. I mean, I just, I, I mean, that thing was blanketed. It was completely covered. Do you know yeah. that the Steelers flew in on Saturday? The Buffalo Airport was closed. Mm-hmm. That's the only plane they allowed in to okay. Buffalo Airport. Right. And when they landed, there was like eight of those dump truck plows. Mm-hmm. 
and then a bunch of cop cars. They escorted the buses like, to. Like, where do they even put the snow? I don't even understand. I don't know. It's just piles, piles, it. piles everywhere. Piles, piles, That's piles. crazy. There's no chance they could have played on no. Saturday. No. No chance. They were grilling the governor. It was the right call. They could, you just couldn't have done it. There were a lot people of were grilling no, they the couldn't, governor they couldn't have, There were 70 mile per hour when they couldn't have gotten people, like workers in Yeah, there. I mean, they, they were showing, saw, like, camera shots, like, down by the goalposts. Yeah. Like, you couldn't even see, like, two feet in front of your face. Like, you, there was no way you could have played yeah. an NFL football game well, in those conditions. On Sunday, when we did, when I did the show from MGM National Harbor, we had a guest on from Buffalo, mm-hmm. and he reminded us that the last time they had those conditions, 43 people died. So it would be very hard to say, yeah, we're going to do the football game right. again when the last time they had these same circumstances, so many people died. But didn't the Sabres play a home game on Saturday? I don't Like know. at 5 o'clock? That's a little different. I don't know. Because you, it's inside. indoors at least. Yeah, but the whole reason they said was people could you, Dude, you couldn't, the game. They couldn't they even probably have, didn't have a lot of people there in time. That thing was a poop show. I saw that um, our former co-worker, Brian Peck, who lives in Kansas City... He went to the Chiefs game, okay. and I guess he, he, he's never been yeah. because oh. the prices were so cheap for a playoff game. Yeah, it was like yeah. 55 bucks. It was like 50 bucks to get into the game. Yeah. And uh, he just bundled up. I think he bought one ticket and had a great time. <laughs> By himself? Well, I think so. I, I think he was. That's what I thought he said. But, um,. I'd go to an NFL game by myself, too. It was I'm not like into that. miserable I conditions. Yeah, I, I went to the Ravens game last year. I went to two Ravens games, but I remember one of them was so cold. I'd go to a miserable. basketball game by myself indoors, but I, I don't think I could sit But outside. just the experience of it. I mean, he was said he was warm. He's got plenty of warm clothes right. bundled up. I, right. the, the last really cold game I was at was the Penn State-Ohio State game up there in Penn State, and it was so cold and windy. It's the last time Penn State beat Ohio State. Mm-hmm. The block they had the blocked uh, field goal attempt, mm-hmm. ran it back. You Grant, Grant Haley. That was so uncomfortable. But I couldn't even imagine thirty. I mean, below the Chiefs windshield. game used, to, of course, it went viral. Andy Reid's mustache getting frozen. Yeah, that was gross. <laughs> that was so gross. So much snot. terrible. Well, these are you going to say? I see you're dying to say something a couple times. Oh, I was just going to say that. Well, it's the moment's over. But I, I'm oh, I'm so over the Bills Mafia stuff. <laughs> like I don't. I don't understand how we're we're praising people for being stupid. They're in, you know, like, try-too-hard mode What now. did they do now? They're what still they breaking do? tables, well, but now they're, like, off these snow cliffs, and the tables well, are that, on well, fire. Well, and, that, I, I don't understand. I don't understand that. Like, we're just <laughs> rewarding stupid behavior. And then, trust me, I hate the Steelers as much as anyone, <laughs> but throwing snowballs at players mm-hmm. when they're trying to make a catch, yep. that's that was stupid. That was just I mean, that should get you ejected from the stadium. Like, I mean, you're interfering with the, the actual. I know, but there, everyone was throwing snowballs. There's no yeah. way you could catch I, that guy. There's the, I, There was more than one person throwing snowballs. Of course. Uh, I was just, you know what? Bill's Mafia down down on the uh, hierarchy of fandom, I feel like. <laughs> after Although this Bill's Mafia, one of my good friends went to the Dolphins-Bills game in Miami, and he said half of the crowd was Bill's. The Dolphins are good. I'm not, saying, not, well, I'm not saying that they're not going to travel. I'm saying they're Florida's stupid. Florida's a terrible pro I'm saying they're state. stupid. I'm saying they're stupid for throwing snowballs yeah, at players on the field. Wouldn't you want to leave Buffalo and go to Miami <laughs> in the winter? <laughs> of course you would. I know, but you would think when you have a really good team, like the argument here has been, yeah. of course the Eagles fans are going to fill up mm-hmm. uh, FedEx. Of yeah. course Giants fans are going to fill up FedEx. The commander's fan base is terrible and the team has sucked. But – Miami had a chance in that game. 
they were still potentially playing for the yeah, one they've seed. They've long been a, a yeah, town. They could like blame DC. themselves for losing that game. A lot because of because if they would have been town. playing, they wouldn't have been playing in thirty below. They would have right. been playing in seventy five degrees. And a lot of apathy. Like unless unless the, the Hurricanes are winning like national titles back in the eighties or early nineties. Like look at Miami games. Look at look at the turnout for Miami games. They have like twenty five thousand people in the stands. Yeah. Like That's, I, I don't think you better the, be winning championships or contending for Super Bowls. Well, it's not a not great pro you. sports state. No. But getting back to the Steelers flight, getting in there on Saturday, I don't I don't get it how the airport was closed, but they still allowed the Steelers plane to land. Made a special exemption. That's kind of crazy. I mean, a pilot would have to explain that to me. That the tra- you know, transportation authority would say, right. all right, no other no other flights are coming in but the Steelers. Well, it shows, you how, game. shows you how important the NFL is. <laughs> shows you the power. Obviously. Yeah. obviously. Well, you see the streaming numbers for Peacock after all that discussion, right. of course, shattered records. Right. Destroyed. What, what what did they do? Like, did I they like up the exact million. number? 23 million? That's what I thought. Wow. Peacock, yeah. Now, the the one hack was Xfinity customers. And I'm, I'm an Xfinity customer. I'm a customer of everything. But Xfinity, <laughs> uh, you could get for free. Right, it's part of your deal. So I mean, I got. I imagine I went to my, I went to my buddies. Of millions of customers. You did. Yeah, I didn't pay for it. I went to my buddies. <laughs> you didn't give in and ate his wife's chili. Did the Fanduel <laughs> thing work? Where you could watch it on Fanduel? I don't Apparently, know. Apparently, you know. could if you had an account on Fanduel, you could watch it on Fanduel. Uh, and so I that just was another way. Hey, I just want to be on record and be the first to say this. Um, if you want Taylor Swift out of football, a reporter needs to ask her what she thinks about the Chiefs' name and the tomahawk chop. Hmm. Okay. What, she, she, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. There's a lot of ba- there's a lot of Taylor backlash mm. uh, when she was at the game. And I said, well, if you want her out of football, ask her about the team name. Hmm. You think maybe well, she would bash is she, it? Is she holding press conferences? Maybe no, I'm just bash it. Well, I mean, I act like she doesn't ever do an interview anymore. I don't know. Right? I mean, I haven't seen next her do time, next time a she lot. Do, next time she does an interview, ask her about it. Dude, oh. I know this means nothing. Get, they'll get her out of football. <laughs> and, and I'm sick of Taylor Swift right now. Like I think most people are. But there's a woman on Instagram. Her name is like it's Ashley or something mm-hmm. like that. She's a dead. She's a Taylor Swift. Uh, what do they call those? Doppelganger. Uh, literally, the, you think it's Taylor Swift. Hmm. And her whole shtick is just doing stuff around the house. She probably gets stopped. Like she probably gets stopped every five feet out of the hey, street. She, she, hey, you should hire her for your Super Bowl party. What is she on TikTok? <laughs> or I think it's like it's Ashley or something. Just put type in Ashley Taylor Swift lookalike. Yeah. You've never seen anything like it. It's it's absurd. <laughs> It, 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 I, I mean, it's crazy. And then she Ashley Leachin. Yes, check out that chick. Can it, you see what she looks uh, like? It's unbelievable. Uh, Jason's got blockers up. Or something. <laughs> what do you mean? So you have I don't know. It just says Instagram. Okay, I mean, she does she, look a lot like her. She looks. I mean, you don't think exactly like her? I don't think exactly like her. All right. I mean, she she definitely looks like her. But this is just one photo. I just saw the story and I tweeted it at Junks Radio if you want to see it. A a chick in Virginia got arrested for reckless driving and she was bragging on her social media because her mugshot went viral because she's very attractive. Right. (laughs) That's how bad it is that she's bragging about her mugshot. (laughs) She's a a loser. Looks does look kind of baldy. What what part of Virginia, Fairfax County, where they're the most notorious? You know that you know that bit. I know that you bit. Know it I too mean, well. does she look you exactly like her? Do you no. have her I mean, similar? I mean, yeah, if similar. I just looked at they look like quick? sisters. Are you on her Instagram page? I'm just on some. I don't know. Just go to her Buzzfeed. Instagram page. Just see all her posts. Maybe she has to do a little makeup to look exactly like her. But yeah, I always think it's her page when I get to it. <laughs> 
Well, she just copied her haircut. Yeah, yeah but I think she has hair. a facial structure. If, similar. They, yeah, yeah, they sure. look alike. I just, I don't, I wouldn't. You wouldn't say the if, same. If she was walking down the street, I wouldn't say, oh, that's Taylor. Hey, go watch True Detectives today. Okay, just zip, zip it. I'll send you a dollar reminder. All right. Ship me a dollar on that. Oh, zip it. I'll send you a text reminder. When's it going to stop snowing, by the way? Is it already stopped? I think it's moving out. You're good. But it's coming back Friday. More snow expected Friday. God, this sucks. (laughs) Correct. All right, we told the prize pigs to listen. Now is your payoff. Tenth caller at 800-636-1067. You're going to score two tickets to see the Wizards Sunday, January 21st at Capital One Arena. They are taking on the Nuggets. It's Kids Day at Capital One Arena, presented by Ticketmaster. The first 5,000 fans will take home a G-Wiz Squishy. For tickets and more event info, go to 947thedrive.com slash contest we'll be right back hope you guys aren't sleeping on the whiz wheeling and dealing oh jason was sleeping on it he was unaware he landed i had no idea you won't be able to watch mike muscala anymore (laughs) all right my night's ruined so but now you can watch marvin badgley (laughs) marvin bagley bagley the third not the first or the second he's the third wasn't he the second pick of the draft? He was. He was very high. Was yeah. he drafted over Luca? He was drafted. Okay, here's the 2018 NBA draft. DeAndre Ayton goes number one overall. Marvin Bagley the third goes number two overall. Number three, the Hawks pick Luka Doncic. Uh, Jaron Jackson goes fourth, and then Trey Young goes fifth. Mm. Yeah, it's just a it's a big whiff. And you, then you don't want the. Uh, Commanders to do that with their number two pick. Certainly this year. not. And then down at eleven, the I believe the Clippers. No, the Hornets drafted him and then traded SGA to the Clippers hmm. with the eleventh pick in that draft. And, and now he's an MVP candidate for Oklahoma City. And Washington lost to the worst team in the league, the Detroit Pistons. Those teams, by the way, are a combined eleven wins, sixty-eight. Else. That's, that's just a huge <laughs> those are number. those are two teams. I will I will clap them up. That is commitment to tanking. And I know my you friends. guys wanted to bet the over on the Wizards season. Oh, I no, I, may have I did because to. I was an he idiot. Did. <laughs> he actually pulled the trigger on it. that deal. I liked. It. I got all excited with the new guys and everything. I just thought that since the NBA is and they've changed some of the rules now that where you can't just sit out every game, right? But. I just thought with the NBA the way it is, where certain teams take off and they just don't play hard defensively, that they would be able to win some of those games, get to 23, 24 wins. Not even close. Jason, you're a basketball guy. played college not, basketball. Not even close. Can you do me a favor? I, I mean, what are they going to get, 15 tops? 15 to 17-ish. Jason, can you do me a favor? Maybe not even that. Watch the replay of Damian Lillard's game winner the other night and tell me how many steps he took. Oh, I didn't see that. <laughs> so he did his Dame time bit. He hit a bomb. Um, probably like a 35-footer. But I swear he took like four steps. They don't call that sidestep bit anymore where you dribble and can put right, like you're dribbling. And then you scoot. And you got your left you foot down. Like and then you basically make a jump, right foot, yeah, left foot. I know, it's weird. I don't get it. Hmm. They just don't call it. Yeah. <clears throat> you see coaches teaching that, you know, on Instagram all over the place, the kids. Like yeah. the step back three. Yeah, it's crazy. Dude, yeah, a step back. Valdez, what was the date? I'm not going to be around. I think it's in early February, right, when Caitlin Clark comes to Maryland. Her clips yeah. are insane. Yeah. I mean, the, yeah. the step backs that she's hitting from 40 feet, I mean, they are Steph Curry-like. They're, mm-hmm. they're, she's a 
I don't think I've ever seen a better female shooter in my life, right? I mean, it's not like I study it, but I can. can I don't know who's number two. I would, I would guess you've probably never seen another female shoot a basketball. No, I have. I have. That you can but remember. I'm not a student of the game Simon by Rebecca any stretch. Rebecca Lobo, maybe, back in the day. But, I mean, no one. I mean, what she's doing is insane. Sleep well, on she's, Cheryl Miller. She's like LeBron. Like, she'll, when, whenever she comes here, that'll be a packed like all, house. All, oh, yeah. Well, but Ethan was saying we should go. That where she's going, it's like, is it Drab that was saying it? I don't know. You guys get I, I was trying to convince you, but you're out of town. I'm out of town, right. Yeah. Okay, these guys are so desperate for credit. <laughs> Whichever one of these guys. Well, I've, been, I've been telling you guys about Caitlin Clark for years, and two years ago you guys laughed at me, and you go, who would care about a women's basketball player? <laughs> mm-hmm. And I said, no, this girl's a freshman. She's the real deal. She's scoring 40 I, points a game. You I guys. didn't say that. I, won't, I like watching no, I'm her. Sure I think I you did. did, too. I'm sure I think I, I did. like watching her. I do. Um, but she's just incredible. I mean, you can watch really Wemby incredible. soon. I think he's coming to. Didn't he just get hurt? Capital. Or, or am I wrong about that? I don't think so. I think he put. Oh, up he got hurt. I know he had twenty nine points double, in the but... second half. Well, the other he day. he missed a game. I think just for rest. But I don't know if he was hurt. I they he play there. January twentieth against the Wizards. By the way, we Spurs barely have any wins too. We should know. give a tip of the cap to the men's Terps for knocking off Illinois. Mm-hmm. Nice. When you see the little dust up w. in the post-game uh, handshake I, line. I saw that. Now, I think the assistant, assistant coach, coach didn't dap up Julian Reese, right? Is that what happened? I, I and saw then he that got bit I saw that there was <laughs> yeah. some friction there. I don't know what the cause of it was. Yeah, the assistant coach. He wouldn't, like, fist pound him or something on the way yes, out? Yes, correct. And, and Juju took exception to that. Well, why did he think did did he think Reese did something dirty or something? I don't know. It, I mean, it must have stemmed from something that happened in in, in game. There's no reason yeah. he's just not going to shake the I kid's didn't hand. See that. Yeah, I mean, clearly Jameer Young, happened. I know, was just awesome that game. Well, it tell you know what that tells me it tells me that Illinois assistant coach, low class individual. <laughs> I mean, you got to shake the kid's hand in the way out, even if you have beef with him. You got to be the bigger man. You're, what if it was an accidental oversight? Like they go on really fast. What if he just missed them and then Reese okay, took offense? It sounds like it was intentional. <clears throat> like if you're if you're a coach employed by and paid by a university, you got to be the big, you have to be the bigger man there. Yeah, and shake the kid's hand, right? I agree. Don't don't be a d bag. Shake his hand, and then you don't have the blow up. There was kind of a big you. local matchup. I went to the game. GW, uh, I call, still call them Colonials, they're mm-hmm. the revolutionaries. Yeah, the revs. But GW beat George Mason yesterday at GW. Mm-hmm. Caputo against Tony Skin, who, of course, both Mason guys. Right. Um, it was on CBS Sports Network. And Chris Caputo's got, first of all, he's got athletes. He's pulling in kids. Mm-hmm. The Darren Buchanan kid was at Virginia Tech, and they transferred in. Uh, he's got a couple other transfers, but they're 14-3 and three now. And f- I think they're 3-1 and one or 4-1 and one in the A-10. They played VCU. They beat recently. VCU. Yep. They beat VCU? Yeah. Hmm. So it's Caputo's putting something together there. And Skin's got a good team too. Mason's got a good team, uh, and Simpkins, Simpkins at AU is doing some work there, right? He I just won. He won again last night. Now they beat Loyola, not very good, but it was a road game. They're four and one in the conference. So some of the local guys doing well. And what about the local the local high school scene? I haven't really been paying attention yet. Who's the uh, dominant like WCAC school? Oh, I sure. I'm sure it's PBI. Yeah, but I I haven't really paid attention. Funny how when it's not Tamatha, you guys aren't here crowing about it. Usually That's kind of funny. I think Tamatha's got a better team than they usually do, but mm. he's still building. But PVI has just got stud after stud after stud. Mm-hmm. I think PVI lost recently. I still can't believe that rinky-dink school that used to be right down the street from where we broadcast from in Fairfax, and I know that they have a new campus. 
that they're now a hoops like well, they're, destination powerhouse. It's like all these campuses now. They're all they're all just absurd. Well, their old campus was a piece of dog poo. <laughs> yeah, it was. It was a brilliant move by them. <laughs> right down from our old station. Right. I mean, that building is probably from the 1930s. Right. I know some of those kids used to come and watch us do the show and do a, yeah. like our wings contest. Sure. Mm. Remember Bacon? Well, shout out to Bacon. Whatever happened to him? <laughs> oh, that's a good one. <laughs> He's probably like 45. That's an old recall right there. <laughs> What were you going to say, Jabby? Like a week ago, I watched the number one recruit in the country, Cooper Flagg, who's yeah. going mm-hmm. to Duke. Mm-hmm. He played Gonzaga in a, like a invite type thing. or was, They called it the Maine homecoming because Cooper Flagg is from Maine, right. but he goes to Montverde in, in Florida. Mm-hmm. It looked like an NBA team playing a middle school team. Oh, no. Mm. I felt like Gonzaga for, from D.C.? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. Like, like the Bishop just, Sycamore deal? He's just so good. <laughs> when they played IMG in football? He's just, <laughs> they doubled their score. He's just so good. Yeah. They, he was just toying with these guys, with these poor kids. Right. And they're good. And Gonzaga's good players, too. Right. But, that, but not he's just, on that level. He's just next level. And there's yeah. a Nubs flag. His name's like Ace Flag or something. Okay. <laughs> oh, yeah. Nubs like brother. It's like yeah, Giannis's I think brother. George Washington's recruiting him, actually. <laughs> really? Yeah. Hey, they'll take him. He What's his, him. Well, I've seen him on, but I just haven't paid attention and don't care anymore. But, like, is he a big, tall guy? Like, what's his deal? He's like 6'8". He's athletic six, eight. and he can shoot. Dunk. Uh-huh. Does it all. He's, he's athletic. Talks uh-huh. a lot of crap, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. But it's not like he's like some seven-two guy. He's you know six-eight's good size. No, but... I'm sure. But he I looks do... he looks taller because he's so long. He's yeah. not like Chet Holmgren. No, no, no. no. I'm Holmgren sure had a block on Duke. LeBron last night. LeBron going to the rim. I mean, Holmgren's not going to win Rookie of the Year because Wemby's been turning it up. Um, but Holmgren's really good. Is Holmgren eligible for Rookie of the Year? He is. Yes. He is. I think he's shooting. I haven't checked recently, but he was shooting like at a ridiculous clip from three. Right. Andy block shots and rebounds, and is on a good team. Right. Hmm. I just I'm still trying to wrap my brain around like why the Wizards even bo- bothered to pick up Bagley. Is Bagley also they're on taking an expi- money off of the the Pistons? Didn't want to pay. I think it was like twelve and a half million, 12 and a half million right. on his deal. So the Wizards said, "We'll take the financial hit." If you give us two second round picks in the future, hmm. which I think are twenty five and twenty six second round picks, okay. it's not to acquire Bagley. Yeah, no, or Badgley. I called him before. <laughs> yeah, Badgley. Is there a kicker named Badgley? Yeah, yes. I, just, I did yes. some sort of. There's a kicker named Badgley. Yes. My, yeah, you're conflating. And them. Bagley has been Michael such a Badgley. bust in the NBA yeah. that I've already forgotten about him. He was a really good college player. So he's also. They just didn't want to pay the remaining six million or whatever on his contract. So P- Pistons are hoping to have sixty something million in free, in cap money this summer. And the Wizards are interested so in stockpiling draft picks. All right, so but we still owe him money for next year. He's still under contract yeah. for next year. He's too. on yeah. the books. Yeah, the Wizards are on a long term plan, so they don't really care about this summer's. Like, money. yeah, we'll take we'll pay Marvin Badgley slash Bagley <laughs> twelve and a half million. I mean, he's playing we'll stockpile picks. Eighteen minutes a game for the worst team in basketball. <laughs> yeah. Hey, you know what? Now he's playing for the but if you watch if you watched any of the Pistons against the Wizards the other night, I did not. I watched a few minutes. Yeah. I'd much rather have the Pistons roster. Cunningham didn't play in that game. The Pistons have a better roster. You got your boy Jaden Ivey. I know you like him. They have Cunningham who puts up big numbers. They got Duran. That's what that is the goal. They've got a lot more talent. But I don't think Cunningham played in that game. Haven't they had higher picks though in the last few years? The Pistons? Yeah. Yeah, I mean they got a number one, like a number they've got a bunch of high picks. Yeah. Certainly doesn't mean you're guaranteed to win. Well, we want the high picks, but we want them to actually turn into really good NBA players and win games. So that's the blueprint. It's not the Pistons' blueprint. We don't want to follow that plan because their plan isn't working. Hmm. 
<laughs> I guess they'll continue to do it. By the way, a message to Coach Caputo of GW. Next time you count me tickets, I want floor seats. <laughs> oh, oh you were you about seven or eight rows up behind yeah, the bench? Yeah, behind Those the bench. Those are the standard. I know. You I should be on the wood. I think we're in row we're, six. Yeah, I've been there. You need you're wood worthy. Yep. And I need I need to be on the floor. I mean, there like, was open seats everywhere let's on the be floor. Honest. Yeah. They can actually Your just, boy needs to be on the floor. They can actually put an extra folding chair at the end. Yeah. And you can just sit right next to like the twelfth or thirteenth man. Yeah. Just well, put you in a GW like quarter zip. People think you're part of the staff. Who yeah. cares? No, I think there are rules on that. Ah, rules, schmules. Next time I'm there, I got to be on the floor. There you go. Yeah, you should be. You should be on the wood there. (laughs) We come back. We will talk some Washington Commanders with Michael Phillips. He's the host of MP on the Mic from 10 a.m. till noon on 9:10. The Fan in Richmond, VA. We'll talk Commanders next with Mike. Junks are presented by Crop Metcalf, the official heating and cooling company of the Junkies. Time to go to the BetQL guest hotline. Say good morning to Michael Phillips. Host of MP on the mic from 10 a.m. until noon on 910 The Fan in Richmond, VA. Also covers the commanders for the Washington Times. Good morning, Michael. How are you? Mike, are you there? I thought I punched him up. Hey, buddy. I'm right here. What's up? How are you, how are you, how are you enjoying radio life? <laughs> radio life's good. We have a ton of fun on the show. Um, we got a lot of ground to cover today, but also went to. Uh, Went to Costco yesterday, a big Costco guy. They got the big cookie now in the food court. Um, so I think we'll do Costco food court power rankings on today's show. Yeah, I missed uh, out on it. I went, to Hoss, I went to Costco. You know, some people are upset, right? They got rid of churros. Oh, they, they did. did. Mm. And they replaced it with the big cookie. Like, how big is the big <laughs> cookie? Like, how big are we talking? Monster cookie. Fed, fed the four of us. Took, <clears> took the whole family. Uh, everybody had a quarter of the cookie left happy. But it's two and a half bucks. That's it? It's like a million dollars in Costco. <laughs> right. It's pretty expensive. I mean, you get a hot dog dollars. for a buck fifty. Right. Yeah. Hot dog and a drink, I believe. What do yeah, you? Oh, what, yeah. I think the drink's separate. Is it? Uh, when you wrong. go to Costco, are you are you just simply going there strictly for food, or do you like buy gadgets and like furniture and umbrellas and yeah. all whatever other specials <laughs> they have? I'll get. I can get suckered into anything. Absolutely. That's, you know, I, we, we have the ads on our show. It's like I, I got to stay focused on show prep. Otherwise, I'm, I'm drifting into, you know, I, I got to buy something else. But right. the Amazon trucks are regular at our house. We, we know what's up. Right. Gotcha. Um, all right. So big weekend. I guess it was it Friday when they officially announced after the show, right, that they had hired yep. uh, Peters. It appears in hindsight somewhat, somewhat hindsight in my opinion, that this whole advisory board, and I think it was awesome to bring in a guy like Bob Myers, um, with his experience and championship pedigree in another sport, get an outside perspective. But I think he was brought in here for one reason, right? And that was to attract Adam Peters. <clears throat> and if you if you keep reading tea leaves from there, right. uh, Spielman, Spielman knows Ben Johnson with the Lions. They go back, and uh, there's a good relationship there. So certainly uh, maybe, uh, maybe a hint as to where they're going on the next search as well. I, I completely agree. Uh, one, uh, it, look, I hate saying culture. We've talked about culture for, what, 20 years now? It's not right. any better. Nothing's ever changed. Um, but that's that's very clearly the focus of what Harrison and his group are doing here. Uh, Myers is a big culture guy, built the Warriors into a place where everybody wanted to play. That's annually voted one of the best-run operations. Adam Peters, same thing in San Francisco. You talk to any of those players, they say, we love it here. Uh, you know, we, we love playing here. Uh, that's very clearly been a focus, and, and Ben Johnson, if that's the direction they go, another guy who the players love playing for, 
Uh, I just get the sense that's a very, very important thing for Josh Harris. Michael, if I gave you a free $100 and I said you have to bet on either Ben Johnson or Bobby Slowick being named the next head coach of the Commanders, are you placing that bet? I would place that bet on Johnson. I, I don't know if I'm allowed to divide it up. If, if I can divide it up, I don't know if I'd put the whole hundred there. Uh, I'd like to save a few pennies for Raheem Morris, too. Mm-hmm. I, I think he makes a lot of sense. Uh, again, saying culture again, which I throw up a little bit in my mouth every time I say it from <laughs> PTSD from the last 20 years. But another guy who players love playing for will, will build a great atmosphere, will make this an attractive destination for people. But Ben Johnson, man, he checks all the boxes. Uh, young, you know, kind of that Sean McVay, 37 years old, young savant, knows offense, knows how to dial up plays. And, and I, the storyline is, boy, Jared Goff, you know, the, the career renaissance. Um, I don't think Jared Goff's in that top tier of quarterbacks at all. And you look at what he's gotten out of him, it's really, really impressive. Who's hiring the coach? So we kind of were kicking this around in the speculation. You, you you get this advisory committee, right, with Bob Myers, the NBA guy, with the rings from Golden State, with Spielman, who was the GM, with the Vikings. Now they've brought in the GM. Is the GM hiring the coach, or is it still this advisory committee? Because earlier we were kind of kicking around, and some of the guys say, oh, their job's done. I, I would I believe Peters will have more or less veto authority, so to speak, right? So he, he's going to be in the room doing the interviews, will have a voice. I think this is a Harris selection, um, but I, I think Peters will be in the room, will have a voice on it. Uh, I think Harris had a good idea of what he wanted. I, I got a laugh over the weekend. Uh, one of the the nat, you know the insider stories over the weekend, it was you know talking about Harris assembling his committee in week 16, and he still didn't know then what he would do with Ron Rivera. And I, I had a good chuckle about kidding? that. Like, oh, he's known for so long, of course, and I think he's entered this search. Uh, you know, you can interview a lot of people, get a lot of different perspectives, but I think he's in the back of his mind. He's kind of always known where he's headed here. So Peters will still have to fill out his staff, right? He'll um, maybe give Mayhew a shot, and I don't know what happens with Herney. He'll have to get, like, a director of uh, college scouting, pro personnel, and that sort of thing. Are you hearing anything about that? Yeah, and this is a tricky time of year to do that, right, because you've got all the scouts that assembled your draft board. And now he's coming from San Francisco. And I I don't think San Francisco's focus all year was, what are we going to do if we have the number two overall pick, right? They they weren't kicking those tires as hard as these guys were here. But do you trust these scouts and their evaluation, their recommendation? You know, you've never worked with these guys before. So you've got a really big offseason, 90 million in cap space, the number two pick, you know, big trading decisions with that number two pick. Um, And and you've got to decide, right? Do you try to bring in new scouts who maybe weren't at those college games, don't have the depth of knowledge? Do you trust these guys? Do you lean on whatever information you brought from San Francisco? Uh, It's not ideal in some ways, but also super ideal. It's the number two pick. It's 90 million. It's everything a GM could want. And he's got a lot of time to sort it out between now and then, but you're right. There's a ton of big decisions here, Um, but I'd rather be in their spot than, uh, you know, the Cowboys are the Eagles spot right now, just in terms of future upside. Well, Michael, we know who Peters will not be hiring. You wrote about it in the Washington Times last week, Eric Bieniemy. The headline on your column is <laughs> Eric Bieniemy bet on, his, on himself this year in Washington. He lost. The, the offense just didn't look that much different, at least statistics-wise and points-wise, from Scott Turner. Uh, what do you think Bieniemy's prospects are at this point? I think he's going to be left 
without a chair, certainly in the head coaching uh, carousel. Do you think he lands somewhere else as an OC uh, during this coaching cycle? I agree with that assessment. I just don't see, don't see how he could jump from, from this year's performance to being a head coach somewhere. You know, stranger things have happened. You know, Carolina's obviously a, a weird destination, and that, that owner's liable to do crazy things. Uh, but I think OC is a far more likely landing spot for him. And, you know, I, I, it's almost a no-fault situation here, right? I, I don't think you can judge Eric Bieniemy, the coach, off of one year with a shotgun marriage with a quarterback uh, with Ron Rivera, with the wheels coming off here, with the defense that was 32nd in the league, right? There's a ton of things you can point to. Um, veteran players who who didn't like the way he structured practices, right? I, I don't think he knew entirely what he was getting into here. So I, I hope he gets another chance, and, and I hope he gets an offensive coordinator job where he can, you know, work to redeem himself. But it's just hard for me to imagine anybody looking at what happened here this year and saying, that's the guy, let's put him at a podium. And I tell you, him. my, my uh, prediction is – OC for Dion in Colorado. The oh. homecoming. I mean, I don't even know. They probably already have a decent OC, but I like it. On paper, it makes sense to me. I did the Fox network of, of college football broadcasters love it too, right? Yep. Dion, uh, Dion is like five of the top 20 games this year, even though they, they didn't make a bowl. Uh, I think uh, I think Dion would go for that too. Yeah, I like it. Yeah, I think Dion threw his name into the equation for the <laughs> Cowboys head coaching job. Oh, did he? <laughs> now McCarthy hasn't been fired yet, but yeah. yeah what, what do you make of that? Give us the. Yeah. What is your ranking? Do you agree with the sentiment, or are we just all biased? Do we have the uh, the JP Finley's uh, Ashburn syndrome here, thinking that this is the top job? Drabby and some of the guys are arguing, if you're Ben Johnson, why wouldn't you want to just go win right away with maybe Dak if that job opens up? Or, or you know, an established quarterback like Justin Herbert. Why is this the number one? Just because the owner's sexy and they have a, a draft pick? Those other teams are more talented. I think the Chargers are a great job, too. You get Justin Herbert, low expectations. Uh, Falcons are a very <laughs> good job. Uh, Arthur Smith underachieved big time there. I think this is a good job for a young guy who wants to be here, sees himself being here 15, 20 years, building something, becoming, you know, in a best-case scenario, Gibbs-like, right, associated with the program, with the team. I think for a veteran coach, right, your Belichick's Carroll, if he wants another bite at the apple, Dallas is absolutely the job. Win now, a team that's built to win now, a team that can win now, uh, and all the resources of Dallas. Uh, I, I was not surprised at all that the Belichick Falcons interview popped like right as Monday night football went to halftime. Right. Like I, I took that as Belichick, like sending up the smoke signal, like I'm here to coach. Like you want me, Jerry, give me mm. a call. You know, my number. You think that pair could work? I think it could either work great or, or go up in flames spectacularly. I don't think there would be a lot of middle ground on that one. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, JP's point well, was that Parcells kind of worked with them, right? I mean, yeah. they had some success. Yeah. You, you had the, you, you also had the Jimmy Johnson like fence mending this year, right? Of like mm-hmm. welcoming him back, putting him in the ring of honor. Uh, I wonder if a little bit of that was like, okay, like I understand, I need, I need a, a big coach with a big personality. Um, you know, maybe, maybe I'm open to that in the future, but I just don't see how you don't move on from McCarthy. That would be crazy to me if you let him run that back for a fourth year with that roster. Yeah. I got to think that the one thing that, I move, read, that move probably has to happen today. I mean, they can't really wait. Yeah, the one thing I read though is the players really like McCarthy. That he did mm-hmm. some things that are behind the scenes stuff that nobody really talks about, like including family breaks during team meetings and 
all these things that really the players really liked. Well, they should they should have won some football games for them then. And <laughs> well, then they went twelve and five. Right? <laughs> they did go twelve and five. They just choked in the playoffs, like they've been doing for a long time now. Yeah, tradition. So, hey, getting back to the the coach, you were connecting the dots on Spielman to Ben Johnson. Ben Johnson. I mean, Peters obviously has a relationship with Slowick. I mean, they were in San you Francisco. Know, yeah, absolutely, and 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 he's got a connection. He uh, Slowick and Raheem Morris would both uh, add to that 2013 Redskins graphic that, of course, is so right. famous and gets uh, trotted out every time that they, you know, four four head coaches out of that group could be five or six by the end of the cycle. Um, you know, it, that thing's been beaten to death. But it's funny that that team only won three games with all that talent assembled. Obviously, uh, not not funny for those of us who lived it. Of course, it was incredibly not funny in the moment, but. <laughs> Uh, you know, both of those guys would kind of bring it full circle, right? You know, you, you launched this great NFL coaching tree, didn't profit from it at all, um, bringing Slowick back. And I love what he's done with C.J. Stroud, love what D'Amico Ryans has done down there, um, and certainly the fact that Slowick went with D'Amico Ryans. you got a ton of San Francisco ties there. Um, that, that's got to appeal to Peters trying to build a 49ers-like organization. Um, I, I just I think that's going to be the key word today. You know, I'll be up there in Ashburn for the introductory press conference. I, I expect to hear a lot about, you know, building culture, building a place where players want to play. I, I talked to some of the Niners guys after their game here. Uh, one, Cleveland Farrell, he's a, he's a kid who's from down here yeah. in Richmond. He said, I was a free agent. I, I called my friends from Clemson who were in the league. I said, you know, where should I go? And they all said, you got to go to San Francisco, right? That That's the dream is in five years when somebody makes that call, the answer is take the pay cut, go to Washington. You'll be glad you did. Hmm. You know, what do you make of the fact – you mentioned Raheem Morris is somebody you, you, you're you interested in. He has ties here. Uh, but a defensive guy, five of the seven that they kind of made known candidates that they were interested in were defensive guys. Any of the others jump out at you you have interest in? What do you make of them it's seemingly having maybe more interest in defensive guys? Well, and certainly Dan Quinn uh, did not do himself any favors on yeah. Sunday. You talk about McCarthy maybe being on the hot seat. It, Quinn's going to be a tough hire now. Maybe Seattle, just because they know him so well. That That's a tough guy to introduce right now after what we all <laughs> just saw on national TV with Jordan Love. Uh, I, I'd be really surprised if he gets a ton of legitimate offers. Uh, the, the one thing I saw in common was not defensive guys, but from great organizations. And I wouldn't be even a little bit surprised if they interview Belichick before it's all said and done, because, you know, what is an interview? If not, you know, what's your mentality? What would you do? What do you think of our roster? Who wouldn't want Bill Belichick to come consult on your roster free for a day, right? Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if they go down that road just to get his opinion. And, you know, talking to a Ravens coach last week, getting the opinion of somebody who's been at the high levels, that's information that, that Harris can put in his back pocket as he kind of guides Peter, guides the new coach, even if they don't end up hiring these people, it's still for a guy who's never owned an NFL team or majority owned an NFL team. That's really valuable information to gather. Michael, let's pretend for a second you are Adam Peters. It is April and you either sit at number two and take Drake May or you package up to go to number one and get Caleb Williams. What's the move uh, in your opinion? I've been kicking around what I would do to get to one. If you fall in love with Caleb Williams, you know, I, I'm not the one to make that assessment, whether you like him that much or not. Um, I'll, I'll leave that to the pros. But I think John Allen and a future first um, is probably about what it'll take. 
Um, you know, maybe you can get lucky and package a couple seconds and they'll take that. It, it feels unlikely. I think there's going to be a lot of Caleb Williams interest by the time we're done here. Uh, I'm, I'm on the Jaden Daniels bandwagon. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've been there for a little while. He's a dual threat guy, which you have to be in the NFL. But I think we're really selling short how good his arm is. He can make all the throws, make them out of the pocket, make them on the move. Uh, I've just come away really impressed with him and watching a little bit of, of, of his film from you know, college and his games. Uh, it's a risk. It's a risk going quarterback number two, but I think it's a bigger risk to not take a quarterback and potentially live in this purgatory. For no, they got to take oh, they're definitely They got to take a swing. And Jaden is in play, so I follow the 33rd team, which is all these ex-NFL guys, including Spielman, part of that 33rd team, and they put out a mock draft every week, and for the first time I saw them have the commanders drafting Jaden Daniels. There you go. And if you fall in love with Caleb Williams, Go get him. Uh, you're, you're never going to be this high again, hopefully. Uh, if you do this right, you're never going to be a top-five pick uh, for, the, for the duration of the Adam Peters era here. Uh, if, you, if you fall in love, go, go get your guy. What do, you, what do you make of the fingernail stuff and the crying in the stand? Like, I, there are some questions for me with Williams. Off-the-field stuff. Qu- my huge question here is just the hometown thing. I, you know, mm. you see so often right. that's not a great match, right? You're back home. People see you're making money. A lot of people have their hand out, and that's a little bit different because he's been making a lot at, L- at, at USC, obviously. Um, but but that's a different life out there. He's on an island. He's focused on football. I think Chase Young would tell you that. You know, when he comes back around and does the postmortem on his Washington time, it maybe wasn't the best thing in the world for him to be that close to home. And uh, I think there's lots of examples of that. Uh, it, it's right. That's tough to be like. I love him for 31 NFL teams, but not this one. Ha ha. Mm-hmm. You know, like that, that's a tough thing to say, but I, I do think that's a really real factor. Michael, thanks as always for the time, man. We'll talk to you again soon. All right. Y'all have a good one. Yep. That's See Michael you, Phillips, host of MP on the mic from 10 a.m. till noon on 910. The fan in Richmond, Virginia also covers the commanders for the Washington times coming up at 940. Craig Lachlan will join us to talk about the Washington Capitals. Next, we'll do EB's entertainment page. In case you missed it earlier, there was a Twitter beef between Brian Mitchell and Jay Gruden, the former Washington football head coach. Uh, it stemmed from Gruden tweeting about Jalen Hurts being blitzed during the game last night. He tweeted, if I ever put a QB through what Philly is putting Jalen through, I apologize. Pick up a blitz. Uh B. Mitch responds, are you serious? Dude, please just effing disappear. (laughs) Then Jay Gruden fires back, I are a punt returner. Be quiet. Then B. Mitch Not a typo, I are. You you are. are. Yeah. Yeah. So then B. Mitch responds with, this made me laugh. I was way better at all of my jobs than you were at any of yours. (laughs) You are a joke. And then this morning, Gruden uh, tweeted the Ron Burgundy uh, meme of, him saying, boy, that escalated quickly. So, That's a great way to bow Yeah, it's kind of like, yeah, that is. I guess, his latest response. <laughs> I like both those guys. Uh, I love B. Mitch. Mm-hmm. I think Jay is hysterical. I'm, I'm passing no judgment here. You're yeah. on Team Jay and Team B. I'm, Mitch. On, I'm on both. <laughs> I like them both, too. I'm Switzerland right neutral. now. I was just talking to B. Mitch during the break about it, and he, he he's angry, <laughs> huh? That's all I can say. That's the only reaction I can give you is true. Did he say, like, tune into 10? He's been mad for years? Jason? Yeah. yeah. (laughs) That's not something that happens overnight. No, no. Yeah, yeah. It's my understanding he never liked them. Yeah, yeah. But that's that's B. Mitch. I mean, he's got. 
That's the way he feels. Tune in at 10 a.m. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure he'll talk about it at length uh, during B. Mitch and Finley. That'd be good. All right, time now for EB's entertainment page. It's brought to you by Don't Sleep Energy Drink. Don't Sleep has all of your energy and performance needs covered. Get some now at don'tsleepenergy.com. Use the promo code JUNKIES. And remember, Don't Sleep makes you great. Great. It's great. <laughs> Clones. All right, guys. Uh, <coughs> excuse me. The Emmys were on last night. I know my uh, daughter was into it. She said she loves celebrities. She loves to watch the Emmys. Hmm. So we had it on for a little bit. Uh, didn't really see any of the red carpet. No, that's usually your bit, Jason. Was Anthony Anderson the host? Yes. Seemed I like saw him on host. TV. He I flipped monologue. over a couple times. Yeah. He did a bit with his mom. She told she's him part of his shows. Oh, is she? Yeah. Like, she's like an actress. I know he hosts, did... No, I don't think she's an actress, but he hosts, I think it's to tell the truth. We were talking about that. Well, and so I think he hosts a... a couple game shows and she's a character. Okay. Like, so he gets I her opinion. kind of qualifies as an actress. I mean, she, cause she handled herself really well. I was like, wow. For like a mom to just like be that assertive in the in the audience and stand mm. up and kind of do some lines. Yeah, I don't think she's an actress, but but okay, she's done this she, kind of thing before. She plays herself. She plays herself, but she's done it before. Yeah. Um, it's kind of like I mean, would you call your mom an actress when she calls into the show? No, it's just kind of an endearing thing to call. Yeah, no, I get it, but I just thought she was good at it. Yeah. Uh, nevertheless, I guess uh, I don't watch any of these shows, but Succession took care of business. Um, My wife loves that show. The Bear I like that did show. great. Each I've one seen of those zero episodes. Uh, it seemed like White Lotus was nominated for everything all the time. Like there was like a bunch of White Lotus people. Also, Lotus. A really good show. That's our guy, Clank David, was an executive producer. So crazy. I, I think of at least one season of White Lotus, maybe multiple. Mm. Guy's a Hollywood player. I tried to watch The Bear. Like a couple years ago, I tried to watch one episode. Couldn't, I got, I couldn't get into it. Yeah, I couldn't get into it. I don't, it's, is it a comedy? It's yeah, listed as a they comedy. Say it's a comedy, but it's weird. It's a weird show. I didn't get in. Right, I tried. Is the bear a chef? Yeah, I think so. Or maybe I don't. Yeah. know. It's a reference to it, but <laughs> yeah, I yeah, wouldn't say it's a comedy, but it, it won for comedy series. Did it? Um, drama series was Succession. Um, like I said, all these Succession guys won. Kieran Culkin won. The woman won for Best Actress, Sarah Snook. Never even heard of her. Um, Kieran Matthew Culkin, McFadden. He strikes me as like he's a lot like his character in, in Succession. <laughs> like, in you think life. if you checked his search history, it'd be shaky? I, I don't know. How <laughs> many how many seasons has Succession had? Four, I believe. <clears throat> um, four out. He was kind of the, right. I mean, he's one of the sons. Succession is who's going to take over the company. And... Um, He's one of the sons, so but he was, like, uh, kind of on drugs, seemed to have, like, sex issues. Mm-hmm. So White Lotus, like I said, was was mentioned a lot. And Jennifer Coolidge won for Supporting Actress. I mean, I think we all remember her from American Pie, right? Yeah. Um, Stifler's mom. Yeah. And then, is she tall? She I don't was, know. like, dwarfing the other, I mean, she was, like, like I don't know. She might be. She was, like, she seemed really tall. Yeah. Mm. Uh, and then also uh, there was big news that um, who's the well, the one from uh, oh Jesus the one that has the MS that she was oh, up on uh, stage Christina Applegate Christina Applegate was mm-hmm. up there and they were kind of helping her walk you know just terrible story that she's been stricken with this MS over mm-hmm. the last few years and uh, you know I guess she was she was standing next to to Jennifer Coolidge who was it was she's five ten. Coolidge. Coolidge is, oh, okay. yeah. She probably put on some heels, too. Probably made yeah. her even look even bigger. Um, but those are kind of like the big moments. I don't know if there's any any 
award that particularly you care about? Again, Outstanding Series, Succession, Outstanding Comedy Series, The Bear. Uh, that's about it. Who won Best Lead Actor? Best Lead Actor? Because Kieran is a supporting Kieran won, guy. No, he was a lead actor. Oh, they gave him lead? Yeah. Mm. Lead actor in a comedy was the guy from The Bear. Um, so who were your supporting guys? Supporting was, uh, let me see, somebody from The Bear. Ebon Moss Bachrock, and then supporting actor was somebody from Succession. So they just, oh, they, those are the ones. There's always a big crowd around the Bachrock pit at Jim <laughs> National Harbor. From it's there. a little bit different spelling, but you know maybe it's a lot pronounced. of people there. It's wildly maybe it's popular. pronounced the same way. I have no I'm idea. Trying to remember, I watched during my week off. I can't remember the name of it. I watched a show that Jennifer Coolidge was one of the co-stars. It was. Maybe six episodes, binge-worthy, really good series about uh, a couple that moves into a house and then wacky stuff happens. Yeah, Coolidge was in it? Yes. I'm trying to remember the name. I, I recommend it, but I can't remember the stupid name yeah. of it. It was so noteworthy you forgot the name of the show. She's been in a bunch of stuff. I'm not even going to try and guess. She's been in a billion shows. So Shannon Doherty has been oh, in the, the Watcher. Has been in the news of late. She, of course, was diagnosed with breast cancer, terrible thing, back in 2015. Uh, she thought she had it under control, thought it went away, then it came back in 17, and now it's, like, spread to her brain and everything. Oh. And she's 52. She's doing interviews, and, you know, she's doing kind of like this morbid bit, but I guess I guess it's what you do when you're facing that kind of fate. Uh, she says... She has a list of people that she doesn't want to come to her funeral. Oh. She's got like wow. what she wants to do with her ashes. Do we have uh, the list names on the list? No, she's, she she's no. keeping that. that pretty private. harsh. Yeah, you have um, a bouncer. She 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 doesn't want to be buried, and she doesn't want to be cremated. So what does that mean, Cakes? I don't know. You could be. She wants shot her at- remains to be mixed with her dog and her father. What does that mean? How do you do that? I have no idea. I assume you're cremated, cremated your ashes. but it says she. She says I do not want to be buried and not cremated. I don't want to do either of those things. Either of those are two horrible choices. I'm currently, <laughs> and my will it says I will be pulverized and cremated. Yeah, mm. it's terrible. I don't know if I like that it's, choice. Or it not. sucks. I mean, <laughs> you imagine your soul looking down at your silly temple being pulverized and cremated. I know, but I don't want bugs to get in there. Yeah, I don't want that either. That, just, that really it's bothers just terrible. me. Terrible. I don't want worms coming terrible out of my, thing to think my about. eye sockets. Yeah. Or anything. I'd rather be ashes and be on somebody's necklace. I want to be. You uh, want to be I've, pressed into like I've, some sort of stone? I've uh, I've I've come to the conclusion I want to be ashes and then take me down to Charleston National where I got my hole in one. And then <laughs> when you make you want it? Yeah, when, when you make the divot yeah. on the tea box, oh. I want you to sprinkle my ashes in your divot. That's a that's actually that's a, a pretty good, good idea. How long would you last? Just like a one Sunday round, you know, you think? I don't know. Oh, no, they they can fill up at least two of those bo- two or three of those bottles. Yeah. And yeah. Hey, if I die if I die tragically before you guys t- take a trip down there, and all five of you can take hacks at uh, Charleston National number <laughs> okay. number right. fourteen, and then we'll replace our divot. Yeah, with... replace your divot with me. Right. Okay. Good. 
I'll swing down really hard. I think you got real three, steep. I think there's at least two or three bottles. Cakes cake will miss you. the ball. You're probably right. <laughs> I'll probably, I'll probably break, break out my driver and swing and miss. You'd be so salty though. If cakes had a hole in one. Oh yeah, that would completely devalue right. the value. It's like he'd be always getting bitter at Pete Metters hole in one. That's not that I'm bitter, but I mean, oh, I forgot I mean, about that. Pete shanked one, and it, you know, it's yeah, like line drive. Hey, don't that be went jelly. That he's got one, and you don't. <laughs> I, Am I jealous? I guess I'm jealous. Sure. I would like to have that on my resume. Of course. Absolutely. I'm Maybe in the next these. 10 years. I figure I got about 10 years left to golf. <laughs> Maybe in the next 10 years I get one. You should have 20. The golf clubs at uh, 63, You think I'm going to be playing golf when I'm 70? Of course. 73? Maybe. I, got I played a couple years ago. I got paired up. Jess and I went out to yeah. play. And I got paired up with two guys. Pens. I think they were 79 and 80. Have you been to a golf yep. course recently? It's nothing but old dudes. Yeah, but I don't want to be one of those guys driving around with a handicapped flag and driving my cart on the green. No, like, I, I can't be The that. new fire. I see this all the time. You see it probably more than I me. I know. All the guys, guys with the, the robot the re- the carts. Remotes. I know, but when you get carts. so old that you can't even walk, like, you have to be in the cart. And you have to take the cart on the green. They were, You've already been practicing your old man walk for like 15 years. Yeah. <laughs> You're bent over and hunched over all there the time. There were mad men at the, at the course this weekend. It was like 39 30, degrees and, and misty and cold and gross playing golf. They're nuts. I walked miles. Like, what, what are you eating? They got doing? nothing else to do in their life. <laughs> this is crazy. Do you know how many hours? I know we got to go to the locker. Do you know how many hours that I have put in in my garage since I got it set up? This uh, winter, eight hundred. You're tracking it. Uh, it it, it traps it tracks it for you. Oh, it does. One hundred nineteen point eight hours. Oh, that's mm. a lot. One hundred nineteen hours. That's a lot of swings. These. That's one hundred nineteen point seven more than I've used <laughs> on my golf net, which I took from Valdez. All right, when we come back, we'll be joined by Craig Lachlan. We'll talk Capitals with him. Also, we'll give you a chance to win a pair of tickets to go see. Hootie and the Blowfish at Jiffy Lube Live. Oh, they're silly. Want to keep listening. Bank local, cheer local, and business. Every day is game day. Business is always moving up or down, but never still. That's why the Main Street Bank team treats every day like game day. Main Street Bank is a business-focused community bank proudly serving the DMV since 2004. That's 20 years. (laughs) Visit mstreetbank.com to learn how to put our team in your office. Main Street Bank, member FDIC, Equal housing opportunity lender. Time to head on over to the BetQL guest hotline. Say hello to Craig Lachlan, color analyst for the Capitals on your mental sports network. It's the Locker. Locker. Hey, buddy. Hey, good morning, boys. I'm good. A good day of football, uh, a good day off, a few IPAs, and I'm good to go today. IPAs. Nice. Uh, what was the ALC in the IPA that you like? About eight and a half? Uh, yeah, I sort of go seven and a half to eight and a half. Um, Good choice. Made a run up to Treehouse, oh. the best IPAs in the world up in Mass. And my son actually had a hockey tournament up there, and he brought some back. So oh, nice. I, I think I've had those day. before. I think I've had those. Oh, they're the best. I will bring them in to you guys. Very hey, good. I, I, was, I was telling Cakes during the break. I, I said, even though we're on, in game 42 mm-hmm. th- tonight against Anaheim at home, yep. Is a must win. I'm sorry, it just is. They've lost seven of nine. They're giving up a ton of goals. Caps have lost eight of eleven. They got some tough games coming up. They got to play St. Louis back to back at Minnesota, at Colorado, at Dallas. Tonight's a must win. I'm sorry, it just is. I'm with you. I, I I'm with you. I thought Sunday's game up at MSG was sort of a must win, and the reason I thought it was a must win is the fact that 
when you look at our schedule, you just nailed the games coming up, all toughies against some very good teams. Mm-hmm. And we had a chance to crawl up in the Metro when we only have seven games left against the division. So that makes it hard. You know, the divisional games are four pointers. Now we're going to travel. Now we're going to play teams out of our division until like mid February. So it was tough to see that loss two to one the other day because that was a huge two points the way the standings are looking today. Mm-hmm. Locker, were you surprised to see Chucky Lindgren get the back to back starts against the Rangers? I mean, when Is that you look- the first time in his career, I thought they said? He was so yeah, good. First time in his career in the NHL. He's right. done in the American League. You play three and three most of the nights in the American League. I'm not. I, I'm a big. I'm not disliking it. I love playing goalies. I'm a big believer. You win, you're in. And to me, the way Chucky's been playing, he deserved that start. He wasn't mm-hmm. really tested a whole lot on Saturday. And when you look at it over the last season and a half. The numbers, you know, everyone looks at analytics and say, well, if the goalie plays back-to-back, he's tired. He has to stand there for the full 60 minutes, yada, yada, yada. These guys are tremendous athletes. I worry about the weight loss for goalies in net, and maybe they're not as strong the next day because they lose a lot of weight, a lot of fluids. But because of the 1 o'clock game, he had plenty of time to get a good meal, get rested, get ready for that game. And I thought he was outstanding again, and I would not be surprised he gets a start again tonight. I mean, you look at his numbers, you look what he's done, although Kemper did beat Anaheim earlier in the season, so he has that on his resume. But when you look at it over the year, last year and a half, or last season and a half, it's happened 51 times. And the goalies have won 28 or 27 outright of those games. So it's not like if it's happened 51 times, now 52, if you look at it and said, well, the goalie in back-to-back was only won five games because his save percentage stinks and his goals against stink, then you'd have concern. But I didn't have concern whatsoever. He's on his game. He's playing A-plus for the Cavs. Can you point to anything specific for Darcy Kemper's struggles? I mean, I, I'm going to assume that when he was signed that you thought that was a good move by Brian McClellan and the Caps. Like, instead of having, you know, two guys that you weren't sure of who you're going to start night after night, you get your, your 1A goalie in Kemper, and Lindgren was supposed to be the backup plan, but now Lindgren is superseding Kemper when he's healthy. Absolutely. You look at their numbers, and it's definitely a factor, and you're you're looking at it and saying, well, what's the difference? Well, to me, the little difference that I see is Kemper is big. He's solid. He He plays a very technical game. When you look at Charlie, sometimes there's technical – but then there's some stuff outside the box. The I would say the post-to-post movement, being able to get that left toe there. And I think the big difference has been his catching glove, to be honest with you. That's why Joe and I asked him, and we named him Josie, his catching glove, because he always said, yeah, my good glove came to my rescue, my this and my that about his glove. So we put a name to it. Mm-hmm. And that's been the difference. His catching glove has been phenomenal. In the new NHL, they talk about threes rate. Freeze rate is when goalies stop the puck and freeze the puck on big attempts. What that prevents... What do you mean freeze the puck? No rebounds? They catch it. Yeah, no rebounds. Or they put the glove over top. And they talk about freeze rate. The higher the freeze rate, generally the better chances you are going to have playing in net because you freeze the puck. Now you get a line change. Now you stop the play. Now the momentum's taken away from the opposition. And I think his catching glove has been fantastic on great 
you know, split saves like the one against the save the other night. I thought it was the best save of the season when he denied Kreider. He right. beat him once with the right toe, then into the catching glove. Yeah. That's a big-time stop that really helped the momentum of that game. Did you read Kreider's lips after that stop? He said, <laughs> "He said, Chuck, you're you're not. I, I'm, I'm just paraphrasing, but you basically said, yep. Chuck, you're not a hum, You're not a normal human being. That's what he said to him. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, and and that's <laughs> the way he's been playing, Charlie. Oh, yeah. I mean, you look at and you know, analytics are funny. You know, everyone says don't look at save percentage, don't play at goals against. And I look at uh, expected saves above average. And his expected saves above normal, like you shouldn't make those stops, is right up there top one or two in the NHL. Who's that? That means he's making Lindgren. saves. Lindgren. Okay. Lindgren. Yeah. That means he's making saves above expected that on a normal goalie in the NHL they're not going to make. Mm-hmm. And he's like at 12 or 13 that he's made above expected. That, to me, is a statistic that I really look at and say, yeah, he's making saves that he shouldn't because the old adage in goaltending is stop the ones you should, which is normal, and throw in a couple that you shouldn't stop. If you're a goalie like that, you're going to win more often than not. And that, to me, is Chucky in a nutshell. He has been outstanding, probably the star of the team yeah. so far between the pipes. Locker, let's get to the elephant in the room, Ovi. All right, he's missed the last you know, game or two. Two. Yep. Um, <laughs> but the lack of goals is alarming. We talked to you, I don't know, three weeks ago, a month ago, yep. and you said it's coming. He's still getting the shots, but it's not a small sample size anymore. It's half the season, I think. The chase for the record for Gretzky, it's in doubt now because people were figuring, well, he'll he'll score 35 goals this year. Um, He might only score 12 to 15. Yeah, it's so funny you say that because I remember at the start of the season we had our opening night. uh, We were down there at F Street, and we went around the horn there, and, you know, Mayday said 46 or something. I said 41, and and so we were all in the 40s for Ovi. And now, Mm. yeah, now we're thinking, uh uh-oh, we got to get in the twenties here. I mean, he's got some points. He's got, you know, a six game point streak prior to his injury after he took that butt shot from stall off the face off. And he's still been lingering with that as a problem. So it's, I, I mean, there's no continuity up front, right? You look at the lines and Michael line's been together. The Dow line's been together. And now the line I absolutely love is strong Pat's ready and Oshi. Because now they're chipping in offensively. To me, it's been the top six scoring that has put the caps in jeopardy because the goals for is right near the bottom of the league. And then you're not scoring on the power play. And some of the onus has to go to the captain. Absolutely. But there's been no chemistry. Who's he playing with? If he comes back tonight, I imagine he plays with Kuznetsov and Wilson. That's sort of what I would do. But I'm not sure what Carberry's going to do. But he's got to get motoring he's got to be a bigger factor i think his five on five if he jump starts the power play i think his five on five play will be better locker was it a bad look for laviolette uh after the caps beat the rangers when he wouldn't even mention mantha by name in the postgame presser (laughs) (laughs) i don't think so i mean you look at it it's just the way it is I, i mean you know, it's just the way these coaches are. Lavi had a good run here, and now he's had a good run in New York, and he's an all-star coach. So, you know what? I, I don't think it's that bad of a look, to be honest with you. 
All right, Locker, we're looking forward to you and Joe B being on the call tonight. Caps, Ducks from Capital One. Like Jason said, it's a must win. It's a must win. Yep. We're putting it on the stage. Yeah, it's amazing. Game 42, boys, and it's a must win tonight. There you go. All right, Locker, thanks, man. We'll have you on again soon. Appreciate the time. You got it, guys. Thank you. Have a great one. Have to beat a team that has 31 points. That's Craig Lachlan, color analyst for the Caps on Monumental Sports Net. Do you have some tickets to give away, Cakes? I do. Tenth caller right now at 800-636-1067. You're going to score a pair of tickets to Hootie and the Blowfish Summer Camp with Trucks Tour. The date, Saturday, August 17th at Jiffy Lube Live. Tickets are on sale right now. For tickets and more event info, visit thefandc.com slash events. Those tickets are courtesy of Live Nation. So you can see the boys belt out all the hits. Mm, that's a dude, good one, What's dude. the math right now on Ovi breaking Gretzky's <laughs> record? How many goals does he need? 65-ish. Yeah, I think he's, he's going to get it. He's going to get it. He's at 830. He's going to get it. They'll just take an extra year or two, whatever. I mean... So it's going to take longer. 15 yeah. a year or whatever. He's going to get it. Hockey guys People play thought, in their 40s. I remember the projections last year, and it was, he's not going to break it this year. He's going to yeah. break it next year. Mm-hmm. So well, now we're looking at three years from maybe. now? Maybe. Uh, yeah. It's called kicking the can. Yeah, said, let's say he's 17 short. You think he's going to retire? <laughs> no, his ass is coming back. He's going to get him. And if he's three short, he ain't retiring. He's coming back. Jason, I'll offer you a buyout today. The bet. You want to buy me out? <laughs> Like, you, no, no, you, you should be asking me that. <laughs> yeah, like you want to be bought out? Yeah. <laughs> How much? What are you offering? You're going to owe me know. a thousand. What are you offering? 50 bucks. <laughs> no, that's not enough. I'll, I'll give you $50 today. We'll Would you say yes bet. if he gave you 500? 150. I might do it. How much is the bet for? That- uh, ten to one. A hundred, a hundred to him, a thousand to me. Started to sweat it. You're that was nervous. uber. I was the most confident. Yeah. He's gonna now get I'm just it. like ninety percent confident. This injury isn't serious, right? I don't think no. it's serious. Hopefully, he's back tonight. All right, we All gotta right. go. We'll see you tomorrow.